Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fan with the Fan Bite Podcast. This is another beautiful episode. It is not a beautiful day outside. It's actually really shitty here. I hear that there's like a heat wave going on in LA. Nikki, is that true? Yeah, it's hell. Yep, it Nick- sucks. It's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is the those are the uh, dulcet and pleasant tones of Nikki Grayson, the social uh, media ed- social editor. At fa- That's the one. One one of these weeks, I'm going to remember your title <laughs> on the first try. Uh, there are so many bugs in my home because they've all decided. <laughs> They've all decided to come into the home as opposed Sorry, to saying out of the home. That came off oh, of no. the discussion of um, your title, and I was like, is this related? Like, <laughs> like you're so wealthy See, as social editor that you can afford all these bugs. Oh, my God. Um, SE, like, special edition, you know, yeah. social editor, special edition. I have so many bug bites. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm oh. just gonna keep rattling these off because uh, those those of you listening might might hear a new voice. So I'm just gonna first uh, get to Merritt, who asked that very good question. Uh, we have the uh, features and trending editor of Fanbyte.com. Hey, I don't have any bugs right now. I did have roaches uh, in Ugh. that were living in my kettle about six months ago. Uh, oh, uh, hey, one more again? Uh, yeah, uh, we don't have to talk throw about that, that away. No, I still have it. Uh, <laughs> we cleanse the roaches. When I say in my kettle, I don't mean in the part that the water is in. I mean in the heating base. So That's they were worse. that might be worse. Honestly. Well, they were never they in contact roaches. with the water, but mm-hmm. we did have to very carefully just like blast the whole thing. Um, we got them all, and you know it was like a hundred dollar kettle. I wasn't just going to throw oh, it okay, out. Okay, sense. yeah. Mm-hmm. What did the roaches smell like? Uh, I don't know. I didn't do it. And you also hear the voice of, is that Drake? That's Drake. Hi, Drakey. Uh, oh, he's doing so well. He ate so much litter yesterday. Oh, oh my fun. God. Yeah, it Drake. was really fun. It was it was so good. So Drake the dog is going to be uh, the new senior editor of Fanbyte.com, in case everyone yes. wanted to know. No. He sure is. Uh, no. Well, he will be, of course, uh, I'm sure, uh, tremendous help, both like mentally and just like content-wise in the future. But the actual yes. senior new senior editor at Fanbyte.com is one Danielle Riendo. Hi, hello. Woo. It's good to be here. Woo. I'm very excited. We are very uh, I have excited. many animals today in my care. <laughs> I, and, uh, I'm very happy about it. Do you have a second dog now? I didn't know that you had a second dog. I don't. It's just that now that I am working remotely more often, I can be a babysitter to my partner's dog, who also has an eye ulcer right now. And so she has like Ooh. an e-collar oh. around her neck. Oh, I had like a four pet vet appointment this morning, and it was a time and a half. Let me tell you. Wow. You included your friend like the, the the dog that your dog's sitting in the vet appointment you like took your friend I, I didn't even mean to but she was like crying in my bedroom and the doctor who was like the loveliest person which by the way she does house calls so i should probably oh, mention that yeah, already she's my vet too oh yeah she's yeah, the neighborhood Dr. Luce. vet and i love her oh we shouldn't much. actually she's say her so name bad. because we're not being paid to right yeah oh okay right yeah. so sorry she's the um natara around natara vet about town hit us up <laughs> We will you want to be on FanWidth to dozens of listeners across oh, the no. nation. Uh, no. We, There's so many dogs and cats. We, we do that would be so well served by her. She's really great. I love her a lot. And she was like, oh, the other dog can come in. And then she's like, what the hell is wrong with her eye? And I was like, yeah, it's a little Ooh. messed up, huh? And she's like, oh, my God. Okay, let's take care of this. Oh, so, that's fantastic of her. That's Yeah, really she's great. a really nice vet. I need to take my boys to the vet at some point. They're like, they haven't been to the vet in like 16 months or something like that just because I'm lazy and don't want to drive downtown to go do it. <laughs> 
Um, well, it's not fun. It's That's not. the thing. That's why having a house call vet is the best oh, thing in the world because, like, she just comes here. That and genuinely, it's nice. that that sounds like fucking the work of angels. That just sounds like yes. something that would be in the Bible. It's not. It's not something that happens in real life uh, or even fiction, yeah. really. Uh, no, my cat's Conti is a big scaredy cat, and he's fine with going to the vet mostly he, he just kind of like freezes up and doesn't move and lets people do whatever they need to do and then le- like has to be left alone ramba is the last time we took ramba to the vet and it's prob- probably part of the reason we haven't taken him in a long time since uh, <laughs> is because we took him there and he was so bad and cut up the- <laughs> oh, <God>. sorry <laughs> <laughs> he's like he heard about the vet and he's just like not again um yeah, uh, Ramba uh, is such a bad cat, uh, just up and down, just <laughs> worst animal alive. Uh, we took him to the vet three straight times uh, because he was so bad acting out so poorly and uh, scratched up the vet so badly uh, all those times that we had to keep trying over and over again, like different kind of ways to like calm him down and drug him up and stuff like that ahead of time before we took him to the vet. And it took three trips before we found a way that worked. It was great. It was super fun. I loved making that trip three times in a row. Uh, over the course of a month, and feeling very bad for the vet who was bleeding uh, because of my cat. Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, of course, fan with. We are uh, Danielle is joining us for the first time ever. We are uh, we have like a and, lot. And uh, you'll definitely want me back now that you hear what Drake is like. So, I, you know uh, yeah. what? It gets, this is, you know what this is. This is content. Um, every audio <laughs> frequency that gets picked up is just more for the algorithm. Uh, it's just knows. Um. But yeah, it's actually like a pretty packed week this week, so like the show notes are actually pretty full for the first time in a long time, uh, as we've all been playing a whole bunch of stuff and kind of getting into our new rhythm and figuring out this whole thing called life, and yeah, I don't know. You guys... I feel like we need like a like an 80s sitcom style like theme song, mm-hmm. like Ooh, talking yeah. about all the things you just mentioned, like figuring out this thing called life <laughs> <laughs> on fan what if we had like that Bomberman boss with the Seinfeld theme? Did you guys see that? Oh, no! What? So good. <laughs> you you saw this, Danielle? Yes. Uh, yesterday, uh, I think it was Kotaku ran an article about how basically a Bomberman. There's a Bomberman boss that is like only in the Bomberman anime in Japan, but his uh-huh. theme song is just straight up the Seinfeld theme that <laughs> Kotaku <laughs> stole. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This feels like such a fanbite thing. I should have included it in, the, in our news, honestly. Uh, it's... I'm gonna pull... I'm sorry, I need to pull it up. Uh, Bomberman... Oh, this up. is extremely good. Right? Yeah. I'm it? listening to it right now. Yeah, I'll, set it, I'll put it in the Discord. This rules. Good as hell. This rips. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> this guy also is, like, rocking a look. He's got yeah. a great face. Yeah. Let me, uh... Let me He's look got- this up. That is that is really just that is a that is bulge. just the Seinfeld thing. That's, oh, I'm, I'm talking so about wait, this man. So okay, oh. if you if if someone like showed you a picture of Bomberman and you were like design this guy's nemesis, uh-huh. in a million years I would never come up with this. Uh-huh. In a million billion years, would I never come up with this pro wrestler looking like yeah. homestuck like- glasses ass fucking. <laughs> Bulge like, packing. The bulge is really disturbing. It's to really, me. it's so round. They're not supposed it's to be that shape. It's a round bulge. It's just a bomb. It's just like oh. a Mario bomb. Oh. It's, it's, it's a weapon of last resort. It's like it, <laughs> when he gets knocked to the ground, it's like, you finally bested me, Bomberman. But wait. <laughs> 
how is this? Oh my god! He for for this, people who, he just this for people who can't see him right now. He does just look like mid '90s style, like children's anime Hulk Hogan kind of, yeah. but with like sort of knockoff Vegeta armor and the bulge. And it, that it's just the bulge that's really it's, bothering. And the music's yeah. just Sorry, like he's also very blonde. It's not like. Mm. It's not like it sounds a little like Seinfeld. <laughs> it, like is. It, it is. It is. There are like a, th- a few notes that are different, but like he's he's spying on these bombermans, and then he pulls out this ray gun, and it's like playing the Seinfeld theme. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So I hadn't pulled up the like actual episode before, where it's like, yeah, it's an overhead like bird's eye view shot of like this like city, and it's just, like like that's their transitional music. Also. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Why do some people in the Bomberman universe have mouths and noses and some of them are, look like Bomberman and they just have mm. the, the big eyeballs? There's some deep lore there, I'm sure. Yeah. It's it's a it's a that. it's a Mario is a person, the new donkers are also people <laughs> situation. Uh. There are many kinds of people in the world, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. that's right. That was oh my god, I think that was an interview I did once. Oh, is that you? I think it might have been me. <laughs> it was right after E3. I'm like, wait, this is really bringing something back. It oh was like God. right after E3, like two years ago. I just, re- I was just like, I need to know, is he human? It's a lot. <laughs> I just remember like that quote being read out on, uh, actually tying back into another thing that you uh, used to be a part of, start, still a part of, I guess. Uh, yeah. Idle Thumbs. Uh, I remember yes. Important of True. Um like was just reading that like the quotes from that article and like yeah. that, that extremely Chris Remo trying to be a playing a robot trying to play a human being voice that he does sometimes like there are many kinds of people in the world you know <laughs> oh, oh, wait, it's all coming together really like all my timelines are starting to come together I think that's what this did we is. ever settle on that like did we did did someone just say like Mario isn't a human, or he's a human, or he was a human, but he lived in the Mushroom Kingdom for so long that for it kind of like long, warped him? <laughs> the yeah. radiation got to like him. if he stayed. If he, <laughs> the, a thing about the Mushroom Kingdom that they don't tell you is that there is like a pretty high level of background radiation, yeah. just like constant everywhere, and um, that's why the toads are. That's- <laughs> That's why their hats can grow out of their own heads. It's it's both yeah. at the same time. We've solved. Wait, it. maybe Mario would become a toad if he if like eventually. Oh shit! That's like the Wait, live does action that movie. Mean, oh. Does that mean all toads are at one point Mario's? Oh, they geez. were all humans, but they yeah. didn't wear their protective hats. Oh. That's what happened. Oh, right. oh interesting. The hat yeah. protects Mario. That's why he needs it because, and that's why he takes more damage without it too. That's right. It's the radiation. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's absorbent, you know. It's it's really squishy uh-huh. because of it. It's just know? made out of lead and uh, <laughs> <laughs> protects the top of his head. Well, that's only. why you can kill things with it in Odyssey, right? Because it's so heavy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Possess slash kill. Mm-hmm. You know. So does it? I left that tweet when Odyssey came out. That I forget who it was. It was like some big amazing tweeter, but it was like. Um, do the people that Mario possesses die when he possesses them? Like, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, does it hurt? Yes. <laughs> Do they feel pain? Yes, that absolutely. That's why they scream. <laughs> um, so I, I have an important question for you all about Mario lore as, re- like, uh, we talk about where the toads come from. Uh, mm-hmm. are, are you folks in this 
call right now people who believe that the boos are dead shy guys or that the boos are dead marios from previous runs that you failed on Ooh. oh they're dead now, shy see, the guys. second one that's some spooky game theories shit. yeah that's like the mario was dead the whole time kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> that's a video that has two million views on yeah <laughs> And you can we watch need it to on talk fanboy. about <laughs> the possibility that Mario was dead the entire time. <laughs> Those videos have such a particular cadence and like just structure. But to answer your question, no, I think the boos are not actually ghosts because uh, mm. they're they're actual ghosts. I think in some Mario games too, and like the boos aren't. Oh, okay. We should get I'm Super really Mario Broth on the show. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. And what are the dry bones, though? If the booze. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I think the dry bones are dead Koopa. Okay. 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 So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, third game, is coming out in uh, yes. a mm-hmm. couple of weeks, which pretty hyped about. Um, there Excellent. are ghosts in Luigi's Mansion. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. They're not booze. There not. are booze in Luigi's Mansion, but they're not ghosts. Or, and so, like, what, how, um, how would that I work? Th- I think mm. the ghosts in Luigi's Mansion are definitely dead people because Luigi in the first one wins the home uh, after he forgets that he's entered to win the home. Right. Um, and he I wins the home and it is haunted. The first game also has, like, isn't there, like, lore behind each of the ghosts that you, the major yes. boss ghosts? Like, you find, like, books about them that they wrote before they died or something? Mm-hmm. Because they're happens. people. Yeah, they are human beings. Well, I think that's why, I think that even lends further credence to the idea that booze are dead Marios or dead Shy Guys, because, like, you can be a regular person and die oh. and become a ghost. So but... so all booze are ghosts, but not all ghosts are booze. Yes, exactly. Wow. Interesting. Oh. I need to, I'm, I'm absolutely writing about this now. <laughs> yes. Yes. <clears throat> I mean, and it fits with both. Uh, the, the thing is, like, the, the boos have one behavioral pattern, and that pattern, you know, other than going in big giant circles around each other, which is just like you know, that's that's just madness. That's chaos. It, it doesn't factor into this. Uh, when you look at them, they shy away. They they cover their faces as if in life they didn't want anyone to see their faces as well. They were shy guys with masks. Or wow, are or, you just the game theory account? Mm-hmm. That's me. Secretly, <laughs> I wanted to reveal. Now that Danielle's on the show, I needed to reveal my se- deep dark secret. Uh, I'm so glad. And, it's a safe space for this. That's good. The Mario theory, meanwhile, is based on the idea that like uh, boos do not want to look at their own face. They don't want to see. Oh. They don't want to be reminded of what they were like in life. Um, and, and every time that they look at Mario, but when they do not see Mario's face, they want to like repossess their own physical form. How did King Boo become king? Oh, interesting. <laughs> was, it, was it a bloodline thing? Was was there a previous King Boo that he was the son of and then became the new king when that when he died? Wait, or oh was... wait, no, he's a uh, uh, King Baba. Oh, oh, wait, that Mario well, kills round. in the very first level of uh, Super Mario, Mario sixty four. Shit. And when he dies, he becomes King Boo. It's like four the same shape, later. basically, right? Boo. Yeah, it takes four mm-hmm. levels for his ectoplasm to take a new form. That's right. also I um, see Ghostbusters. Yeah, <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> uh, yeah, because ghosts do seem to be like different. Because I, you know how sometimes like on the Switch, it'll just like serve you like little news posts that are like mm-hmm. 
here's some in-character stuff written about a game. Mm -hmm. I got one about Luigi's Mansion the other day, and it was basically like, where does Gooigi come from? And I thought we had kind of solved this, but maybe it was like a recap. And it was, it basically said like, um, so ghosts secrete a substance called goo. Oh, obviously. And then, um, one day professor Egad spilled coffee in the goo and then it (laughs) comes. No. Well, no, maybe that is that no that became goo they had something else and then he called that goo i think and then he's like and then he immediately tried to see if he could make it into a humanoid shape is is the exact wording that they said oh my god so the goos are caffeinated it's a it's does that mean they're extra like energetic yeah and that's why there's such a problem or if i eat the goo no like a five hour energy this is just the guiji as far as i know guiji is the only goo construct he's a construct secretions yeah he's a golem made of yeah ghosts it's like the the the, the skin they shed it's ghost skin that's a very uh (laughs) pg way of putting it yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that As, yeah. I mean, why... the other possibility is that ghosts are just like honking off constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so many loogies. <laughs> yeah, just, so... just like wait, Louis just cranking it like twenty four seven in this mansion. There. We cracked the case, fam. Like we did it. <laughs> uh, the mystery gang finally. Uh, now we were just we were truly just missing the piece. We have truly come and full circle. Also, like at the end of that article, they're like, "Oh, of course he called it Guiji because, well, you know." And it's like, I <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, wait. Are you saying like the only thing I could think of is that, like, it wasn't like, of course he called it Guiji because it was a combination of two. It was like implying that like he could have called it something else. And like all I can think of is like Luigu, which is like, <laughs> is that bad or something? Like what? Yeah, the whole I thing guess. is I very unsettling to me. In Japan, Louis Gooey is a good name. Louis Gooey mm-hmm. is definitely a DuckTales uh, like, <laughs> insult that somebody says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was going to say, too, was like, are, do we know if... Uh, Merit, this feels like a question for you. Do we know if Mario and Luigi are called Mario and Luigi in Japan? Or do oh they my just God. Like, pronounce those names? I love that. That that you think that's a question for me? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It's, I mean, as far as I know, um, I mean, when obviously... you Google what is Mario's name in Japan, the Google autocomplete answer is Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, his uh, he's. Uh, I mean, I will point out that Mario's species is H Nintendo Nintendo Donuts. Yeah, um, yeah, that is huh? true. Okay. Homo Nintendo Donus. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, no, Mario's name, as far as I know, is Mario. Of course, like, uh, Japanese doesn't really have, like, an L sound. No, it doesn't. So it's, it's yeah, so, or, like, the L and R are kind of, like... Interchangeable? In, combined in a way, but, yeah, as far as I know, it's, like, Mario. Yeah, okay. And, like, I, I guess Luigi would be more like Luigi, but... Yeah. It's, like... Uh, yeah, there's no, no, I don't think it's like a Koopa situation, if that's what you're asking. Right, yeah, so, because I knew there were other, like, you know, Koopas, or Goombas, and Karibo, and all that stuff, like, I knew Oh, yeah, like, everything changes. else, basically, um, mm-hmm. but I guess, because, um, did we ever, is that actually true, that it was named after the bad landlord? Oh, yes. I thought it was a good landlord, I thought he was, I like, a, was landlord a good landlord that let them stay there, like, oh. longer than normal. 
But then later on, he got kind of mad that they, like, made so much money with his name. I think, like... Oh, yeah. yeah. Initially, it was kind of, like, a fun little thing that they gave to him, and then maybe later on. I think he did pass away. So, I think he is gone. So, the Mario yes. name was a, like, Nintendo of America joint, because, yeah. mm-hmm. because it was called Jumpman, and then they were like, oh, do you guys want to, like, call him something different for the localization? And, uh... They were like, yeah, let's call him Mario because of, like, our landlord, because of mm-hmm. Mario Segale. Um, so, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he has a Wikipedia article. <laughs> yeah. Because didn't he try to, like, maybe sue them later on because, like, hey, you made a bunch of money with this character named after me. And it's just like, Mario is just a name, my guy. <laughs> like, you can't trademark <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. I... He seems mean. I don't think... It doesn't say I mean, anything about him trying to sue them. He is dead. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so case died... closed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> he died last year. Um, oh, wow. It's recent. Oh. I mean, he was like 84. Nintendo so. of okay. America owed rent to him. Yes. And then Nintendo employees convinced him that he would be paid opting to name the character Mario after him. Okay, and so apparently in 1993, he, like, joked that he was still waiting for his royalty checks. Uh, Oh, okay. I don't think he was, like, yeah, serious. No. But also, this guy, he was a landlord, so let's be honest here. I was gonna say, by default, default, he's bad. (laughs) Nintendo gave him the largest tip any landlord has ever received. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I was just thinking about that yesterday, like, just the life of that person who's like, how much do you tip your landlord? Like, oh my God, oh my fucking Christ. Like this I... landlord is just like, oh my God, this person is just giving me more money. Like, I'm not going to say anything because I'm oh, a yeah. landlord. I mean, also, if somebody was just giving me extra money for services that I was rendering to them at all, not that landlords actually render any services really <laughs> most of the time. Uh, yeah. But like, if somebody was just giving me money, I probably wouldn't stop them either. <laughs> like if really? I'm being completely honest with me, if it was like an old person who just like clearly didn't understand what was going on or, or something along those lines. So you, so, okay. I want to, I want to get this straight. Um, <laughs> what, so what are the criteria under which you would take money from someone who has offered it to you, but you are not owed and it's so. not a gift or anything. It's a mistake. So, so if they're old and don't know what's going on, so you're saying that you would scam an elderly, <laughs> confused person. A poor elderly yeah, they, person on social security. Okay, well... But not, not a young, savvy person. Well, here's the... So in my Not lifetime, a Jeff Bezos. <laughs> not a Jeff Bezos. If it was a Jeff Bezos, I'd be way into it, honestly. Uh, no, okay. So in my lifetime, the only time I have ever had a job where I received tips semi-regularly was... When I was a bag person for Sunmart, the grocery store that is what? literally a, like across the street what? from me, um, I was I we would do they would have drive ups sometimes because I do live in North Dakota where the snow does come down like the ninth no. circle of hell, and people would <laughs> have like hey come up to this drive through place we will like uh, move the carts full of stuff to you and pack it in for you and whatever. Now Nash Finch, the parent company of Sun Mart, which is now called Family Fair and has a different company name now too, I think. They did tell us constantly, "Hey, don't take tips. You you are not 
entitled to tips. If people offer you tips, you have to turn them down. Now, that being said, when people offered me tips, I did not turn them down, ever. Oh, okay. That's a different scenario, I feel like. That's fine. That's that's them giving you money and knowing that they want you to have it, and yeah. a company and your boss saying you can't have it. Yeah. And there were like, definitely there were definitely people who like came through that drive through like docking bay sometimes and were like um, would almost force the money in your hands because they like there were people that definitely like did that often enough that they, that they knew the store policy and yeah. they would like hey no I think the store policy fucking sucks and take this like five dollars or whatever because you know being out here in the snow to like pack up my eighty six rolls of toilet paper super <laughs> sucks. Oh, I I got tips many times when I, uh, so I don't know if you all know this, but uh, a deep dark secret about my past <laughs> is that uh, for the entirety of college and the summer before and after, I scooped ice cream for a oh, wow. absolute madwoman who had like, I'm not sure if her business was legal in the slightest because collectors <laughs> were always, always, always calling. Yeah, on the black market ice cream. Honest to God. And she like had to pay me out of the cash register half the oh, time. Hell yeah. Paychecks oh, bounced. Boy. So like, and she also had, I think, mob connections and God <laughs> oh only God. knows. And there was always the some like, there were always dudes trying to court her. And, like, okay, I grew up in Rhode Island, and, like, these were the most Rhode Island men you could ever imagine. It's like, you know, Charlie over at the fire <laughs> department, and he was real hot. And, like, Adrian, the undercover cop, who, like, his gun <gasps> fell out of his pants once at a Chinese <laughs> restaurant. And her boyfriend, Al, who was in New York, but I never saw Al, so I don't know if he really existed. And, like, it was just the just most insane. And, like, I thought this was, like, a normal summer job. You know, there's a cast of characters. Sometimes people, you know, poop in the back, and it's fine. And that's just a thing that happens at a normal ice cream store. Right. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I learned later on that this was, like, a really weird situation and a really weird and, and lovable woman. And, uh, yeah, I actually kind of miss it sometimes because the stories from those days were... They were they were just a lot. There was a lot of things going on uh, at uh, Chelsea's Sweet Tooth. What's the name of the? Uh, Is it still around? Store? Again, they're not paying us. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess you didn't exactly speak well of them, but I feel like now people will be curious and and just want to go. Yeah. To, oh, well, to, to investigate. That's my question. Is it still around? Honestly, I don't know. I drove by. I was in Rhode Island this weekend to like see my parents and go for like cute New England things uh, with my dog and uh, I don't know stepdog. I have married. I don't know. I don't know what Jilly is to me. She's staring at me right now. She's sedated right now, so uh, she's she's feeling it. She's feeling no pain right now. Oh hell yeah. Um, we like drove by and I didn't really see it, but also I wasn't sure exactly what street it was at because this is. I'm like 2,000 years old, so like this is like when I was a teenager, you know. This is like seven epochs ago, so it's very, it's very possible that Jelsey's is still there in North Providence. But huh. I wouldn't be surprised if she's like in jail now. I I don't know. Or it's, maybe it's a know, lot. Maybe somebody else married into the weird mob ice cream empire, and you oh, know, the, maybe. the torch has been picked up by a new generation. Oh, it's entirely possible. Although she was nice to me, I will be honest. Like. One night, I I was, like, the, the doofy teenager who, like, had the day shift all the time. And, like, I'd be there alone, like, reading bad Stephen King books all day. And then, like, giving Sundays to the neighborhood children. And, like, one day, I totally turned off the freezers and I melted all the ice cream oh, in no. the shop. Oh. And she didn't even yell at me. She's just like, Danielle, 
did you hit that switch last night? And I was like, I, I did. And she just kind of looked at me, and then she made me just try to, uh, like, salvage all the ice cream oh, that yeah. I could. Yeah, like, every true. every bit I could. But she didn't scream. She didn't yell. She didn't take it out of my paycheck that probably bounced. So, you know, it was... <laughs> See, let's, let's call it fair. See what I, you know, when you, you when you say that, you say like her checks bounce, but then you say she pulled money out of the register for you. What I hear is that she made sure you got paid. It, I mean, it's true. Yeah. Some of it was in quarters, but you know, <laughs> I, had, I got money. U.S. dollars were given to me eventually. Hell yeah! So that's that's you know. I can respect that. Uh, do you guys want to talk about video games? <laughs> uh, who? Yes. <laughs> I don't know her. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because, uh, yeah, some video games came out. Uh, I know we don't usually get around to talking about video games on this show, but uh, one game in particular uh, I have been playing a whole bunch of uh, that just got, came out of review embargo, so I'm actually allowed to talk about it for the first time basically since I got it like two weeks ago, which is The Outer Worlds. Um, it is the new game from Obsidian Entertainment, makers of Fallout New Vegas is probably the one that's going to be the kind of the one that people most associate with this game in particular. I personally... And KOTOR 2. And KOTOR 2. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, I... They... For me, Obsidian was always the company that you got to make the sequel to a game that a bigger publisher made for, and that they would do the buggier, more interesting version. So you had, like, uh, KOTOR 2... You had um, New Vegas, obviously, followed New Vegas, and what was the... Oh, Neverwinter Nights 2, which had, like, a big psychic rainbow bear that was, like, a party member in that game. Like, they always had the really good, interesting party members as well. That was another big thing with yeah. Obsidian. <clears throat> and now they made a Fallout game. <laughs> they made another yeah. one. <laughs> More or less. I don't know. Do you guys... Uh, how much do you guys know about this game? Um, here's what I know. They made a Fallout, but it's in space this time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I played it, a couple of hours at a preview event a couple of months ago, and uh, they gave us stuffed animals of the, I think, like, the lizard things. Oh, uh, the little monsters. They're kind of cute. They're, like, orange, and they're small, and, oh, God, I don't know. I think they're called raptodons in this game. There's only like six enemy types in, in the outer world. <laughs> oh, good. So I'm guessing, yeah. Uh-huh. There's like, like alien dogs, alien bugs, and alien lizards, and then like raiders, but they call them marauders this time instead of raiders because raiders is a follow-up <laughs> thing. Um, oh. But yeah, it, no, it's, uh, they basically made, uh, they, so they made a follow game and they didn't. They, uh, it is obviously not set in the follow universe. This is, uh brand new IP created by Obsidian published under Private Division which is a 2K joint even though uh, Obsidian is now owned by Microsoft so this game is coming out on PlayStation even the, from a Microsoft company technically yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's strangely enough it's Microsoft's second PlayStation 4 game yeah after huh. Minecraft right? Minecraft yeah yeah it's really Wild. weird and I think we're just gonna see a couple more of those coming mm -hmm. out uh, over time here because Microsoft has bought out every like B level pub publisher under yeah. the sun lately um, <clears throat> but yeah, so the big kind of, I think for most people who are just coming off of other follow games, particularly the 3D follow games, kind of the biggest like differentiator here that people are going to notice that really indicates that this was not made with Bethesda money is that it is not one giant, super hyper-connected world. It is a bunch of smaller instances spread across these planets, um, in the Halcyon <laughs> Colony, they call it. Uh, the Halcyon Colony is like this big giant like mega corporations controlled for 70 years. Um, you are a uh, 
colonist, I guess. You're some kind of, like, you know, menial laborer at the beginning of the game. You build your character uh, that gets brought out of stasis by a... I don't know if it's actually, um... What's his name? The guy who played uh, Hannibal Lecter in the first movie in Manhunter. I'm trying to remember that that uh, actor's name. Uh, Hannibal Lecter? Yeah, he played. He was the first guy to play Hannibal Lecter before Anthony Hopkins. He played him in Manhunter. I, he's like a well-known actor. Brian Cox. Patrick. Uh, who? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it's wow. Sa- okay. If it's not Brian Cox, it sounds exactly like Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Yeah. Really? Like As a- in the Autopsy of Jane Doe, Brian Cox. Yes. He's also in Trick or Treat. <laughs> yes. yes. He's Dead Old one. Man Halloween. Yes, he's Old Man Halloween. He's the guy at the end of that movie. He's, uh, oh, he's, uh, he's, what's his name? Uh, X2, he's the, he's, a uh, Stryker in X, in right, X-Men 2. Right. Uh, he, so you get revived by this scientist, this mad scientist who sounds a lot like Brian Cox, um, <laughs> who's kind of, uh, objectives are not entirely clear. They seem like, like, I'm dozens of hours into this game and I still don't really have like a very clear definition of like what his role is in all this and that seems very much intentional but he wakes you up from this like one colony ship called the hope that has been lost for 70 years like they sent two colony ships to this star system only one made it there one of them was lost um and he revives you but you're the only person he can revive from this ship because he needs these special chemicals that will bring people out of cryosleep if they've been in cryosleep for way too long um, and so your kind of main objective is to find more of these chemicals for him to, uh, revive the rest of the colonists aboard this ship. Um, and, but the corporations are after him, and so as a result, they're kind of after you, and you kind of move and shake between, like, all these different societies throughout the colony that all have various kinds of ways of thinking about the corporations. I think, Danielle, you probably the part of the game that you saw was, uh, was Edgewater, like, the very beginning of it, where... Yeah, we were in Edgewater, and then we were in, uh, the more western... Somewhere in Monarch, where it's, like, a western town that was Wild westy Yeah, maybe... But also a resort, maybe, kind oh, of. Oh, Fallbrook, yeah, Fallbrook. Yes, sure. Fallbrook, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so, like, uh, that is actually kind of, to me, uh, I wrote a review that you can read on the site right now, that's kind of, to me, the the game at its best is it's like when it's mm. showing off all these different sort of micro societies and like factions within those micro societies that are all countering or reacting to the corporations in their own way like the first place you get to is a place that is just very much like black and white it's your megaton in fallout three terms <laughs> it's like a tiny little town that is just barely surviving they are under the thumb of the corporations everybody there is just like nope we don't want to make waves we just we obey the corporations we say the corporate slogans uh we are legally mandated to say the corporate slogans to you when we meet (laughs) uh which is a funny little gag and uh then you the other option is in that town you can either side with them or you can basically side with this like kind of enclave of uh deserters who are kind of this like i don't know faux hippie kind of return to nature type people Mm. um that just kind of like want to be away from this the, from the society or whatever and that's kind of when like this is the worst part of the game to me too <laughs> is like when it tries to create these like kind of false equivalencies between these like two different factions where it's like here's this like shitty middle manager corporate guy kind of mayor type character who runs this town and everybody is afraid of him and he's like a petty little tyrant and like you can choose between siding with him or 
these kind of like i don't know they're just not bothering anybody they just kind of hang out outside the city walls and do their own thing and like the game's like which could you possibly choose what a difficult decision this must be choosing between like the corporate people like you know people of who are oppressed and just trying to live their lives and these other people who deserted them to go live off in the forest and not bother anybody at all and not really do anything what a conundrum am i right and <laughs> It's, it's really heavy-handed at first, but it gets way better about that later on. Um, Monarch, uh, the planet you mentioned, uh, Danielle, yeah. gets, is, is, I think, where the game really hits its stride, because it's kind of like the leftist enclave of this world. Like, spoil, some, some minor kind of spoilers for, like, the, the way the world is set up in The Outer Worlds is, like, there's this giant moon called Monarch, which it is said pretty much immediately like the, the corporation's fucked up like something on that planet and it's not entirely clear what is fucked up about it but but they are trying to make it seem like this is like a hostile wasteland where nobody could possibly live and it's just covered in like monsters and uh bandits and stuff like that and you, there's you know nobody goes to monarch uh anymore because it's just uninhabitable and you get there and it turns out that is not the case and kind of the reason it is not the case is because monarch is where they have like quarantined all the leftist um <laughs> factions of this universe it's like there's a uh, corporation that wants to introduce like labor reform like mandatory vacation time and unions and all this other stuff they want to seat at the table so that they can kind of decide they can kind of change the corporations from within and then there's another faction that used to be a part of that corporation that is like no we are like social anarchists uh and we believe that like by compromising with the corporations we only compromise ourselves and when the game introduces those like kinds of uh different shades of the same thing and even within those factions there are different sub factions and stuff like that like uh especially within the like iconoclasts which are like the social anarchist type characters um there is like this one guy who is very much just like a every, like people are really starved in their souls and oh, that, that you know yeah. like wow. they need nourishment of the mind uh more than they need it of their own bellies and then there's like gravy this, gravy type yeah uh-huh <laughs> and then there's like a doctor lady who's kind of the other uh faction leader of the iconoclast and she's like we need bandages you idiot like <laughs> we, we just fought like a big praying mantis and i'm hungry like what are you talking about um and yeah that that stuff is is very cool Everything else about this game is just Fallout. <laughs> it's just a modern Bethesda yeah. Fallout. It's you you pick you pick up you have weight inventory, you have party members that follow you around and do some cool moves. Uh, and that's about it. And I like it a good bit, but it is not doing anything uh, besides just having a lot more nuance in the way that its world is kind of fashioned. It is not doing anything to push that particular formula forward. I don't know. Do do any of you guys like particularly like the previous Fallout games at all? Like, is that anything that uh, appeals to you? I played very many hours of Fallout Four, and it wasn't until maybe my fiftieth hour that I realized I wasn't actually having a good time. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and I wasn't actually enjoying myself. Um, Fair. New Vegas has always... I've always been told, like, New Vegas is the one <clears throat> out of, like, any of them if I'm going to play to play New Vegas. But there's just something about, like, I played Fallout 4 and was like, oh, maybe... Maybe I like this thing in theory way more than I do in practice. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm really excited for this game. Yeah. Uh, like, this yeah. is a very polished one of those. It's It's got some... It's got, like, a lot more of the, like, 
nuance of a New Vegas without, like, a lot of the, necessarily the jank, not a lot of the, like, salt eyes, head spinning, uh, in a, like, Linda Blair fashion, which is a reference that, like, all of six people <laughs> listening to this are going to understand. Oh, uh, people know what The Exorcist is. Uh, do they know who salt eyes? The what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, okay. not so much that one. Okay. Uh, there's a... I get the, I get the two separate ones. Okay. But is there a connective tissue? Or is this so... just... <laughs> So a man fa- looked like Saul Ty, and it was spin- his head was spinning like The Exorcist in one of the games. So in, in Fallout New Vegas, the first NPC you meet, uh, there's like a fa- like it's like a very funny kind of semi-famous bug from New Vegas, like, like at, at launch. <laughs> so the first NPC you meet is voiced by the guy who voices Saul Ty, whose name uh, in Battlestar Galactica, whose name yes. escapes me, uh, and he's just oh, like oh that guy, yeah, 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 yeah. That game opens up with, like, him sitting in a chair, like, telling you what happened to you. You got shot, shot in the head, and he's a doctor who, like, patches you up and stuff. And he's, like, ex- having this very serious conversation with you, explaining, like, the whole narrative of that game. But when that game launched, there was a bug where his head would just slowly rotate 360 degrees <laughs> over and over. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> As oh. he's having this conversation. Uh, which is, you know, I, I think that's a thing, one important thing to point out, because Obsidian games also do have a propensity for being extremely buggy a lot of the time or at least they they did historically and this game i've definitely run into some issues with some weird dialogue stuff here and there especially where like dialogue wouldn't proceed unless i paused the game and then unpaused it again is kind of the biggest thing but like other than that it's very polished like it's you know it it doesn't get in the way of your ability to play it with the exception of the load times which on xbox one x at least are pretty rough i gotta say Uh, especially when you're talking about a game that is not hyper interconnected the way that a Fallout game or a, or an Elder Scrolls game is, right. um, you're you're loading every time you leave a settlement. You're loading every time you return to a settlement. You're loading every time you get onto your ship. You have kind of like a Normandy style ship where all your NPCs hang out, and the only way to change your NPCs is to return to your ship. So you have to Ooh. load onto the ship, wait 45 seconds for that load, <laughs> hit the button to leave again where it will then prompt you to choose two more party members that you want to pick. Then you have to wait another 45 seconds to load back into that. And sometimes your ship will be landed in a settlement. So you will then have to load out of that settlement back into the open world that you happen to be on. So like the load times, I if you're going to play this game and you have the option, I would probably say play it on PC, especially if you have like an SSD. But uh, other than that, like... It just feels like one of those games. And for a lot of people, I think that's going to be comfort food. Because, like, Nikki, you said Fallout 4. For yeah. me, Fallout 4... I mean, even Fallout 4 was four years ago now. Fallout 76, certainly. Jesus Christ. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, my God. Fallout 4 was four Fallout years 4. <laughs> Fallout oh. 4 years ago, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... But that I, game... was telling, I was telling Steven, like, the other day, like, oh my god, I remember going to a midnight event <laughs> to get a yeah. copy of that game at a oh GameStop. Uh-huh. Like, hey, remember when GameStop Wait, is it GameStop? Who? GameStop. Which GameStop. one is it? It's We're doing the old GameSpot, thing. GameSpot, yeah. So, so is it Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds? I remember going to a GameStop in 99, and Jeff Kirstman was standing there behind the counter. <laughs> he was like, hell, picking up Sonic Adventure, huh? <laughs> Yeah. I love your fanfic, Mary. It's always my favorite oh. part of the podcast. It, this is my Jeff Grossman AU fanfic. <laughs> yeah, instead of a my coffee GameStop shop AU, it's a AU fanfic. Yeah. Was he wearing the wig? The the blue wig? The blue Sonic wig? Oh, mm-hmm. no. The oh, Goemon please. wig. Goemon? 
Go among Gerstmann. I got a DM on Discord from my best friend who saw that tweet and just said, Fuck you! <laughs> John was so mad at me. He didn't he didn't think that I tweeted it, and he saw it right before he we went live with Late Lunch yesterday, and he threw his phone down on the table angrily. And Wait, was like, is I it can't supposed to be... Is it, it's supposed to be, like, Ninja the Man, right? Yes. Oh, yes. is it? Tyler, I, thought it Tyler, I thought it was the mystical ninja. No, it's supposed to be Tyler Blevins. Yeah. Just wait a minute. <laughs> is there is there okay. shared DNA there? Is Mr. Tyler Ble- is Mr. Blevins basing Go-a-mon? his look? Is, is he actually Goemon? Is okay. he the reincarnation of the famous samurai? Can I just say something? And this might be a little... Uh, a little blue? Spicy? Is, not blue. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The name Tyler Blevins, like, uh-huh. I feel like that's the kind of name you would hear about someone who did, like, a really bad hate crime. Oh, like, 100%. It's just, like, the name of that kind of person. To, and I'm not saying that Ninja is... I don't know... Ed, I literally know nothing about him. Well, but that just sounds like one of those, like, white serial killer names to me. Yeah. He did He's say BTK. some bad things. Yeah. Yeah, he he has said some bad things on internet streams, and he does not like to hang around women. Uh, oh, I have heard publicly. that because of his marriage, right? Because yeah. of the marriage, he yeah. does the Mike Pence thing, right? He doesn't um, stream <laughs> yes. with them, yes, just like Mike. Just like Mike Pence doesn't uh, doesn't stream with women. Mother doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah Mike Pence he... only streams with mother. <laughs> God. He did stream with a woman uh, last week, but then John said that he had to get divorced immediately. (laughs) I didn't know if he was joking or not. Like, I was like, did Ninja actually get divorced? Well, at that point, John did say he got divorced twice in one day, so. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I'm pretty sure that wasn't actually true. Who could say, though? It's impossible to tell. Who's winning in the divorce race? I I don't know. Which streamer has been divorced the most? Uh, oh. uh, Dr. Disrespect, 100%. <laughs> you see him, and you just want to divorce him. Yeah, yeah You want you to know? get married to him just so you can have yeah. a civil suit against him. It's true. Oh, my God. Anyway, no, I, that's uh, probably enough of Outer Worlds. Steven, you, were, you mentioned that you would, um, you would play the Outer Worlds on PC if you have the option. Yeah. I, I have an announcement to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to get a gaming PC... Yeah. Uh, for the first time in like eight years, I had one, but um, it wasn't one that I put together. It was like my friend's old PC, and he got a new gaming laptop and gave it to me. So I briefly oh. had a gaming computer. This was around like 2012. Um, oh, wow. It's been so, a Yeah, it's been a grip. Um, and I did something that I immediately regretted yesterday which is that i tweeted hey um how how do i do pc gaming and um literally all of my like thirty thousand plus followers replied and were like and had different and conflicting responses Uh so as i understand it it basically comes down to buying parts yourself and building it or buying a pre-built and i just i couldn't get through to people like how little how uninterested I am in the idea of building a PC as a yeah. hobby. And it's cool that people do that. I know people who do. It's awesome. I just want the box that makes the games go. <laughs> I just want a yes. box. And I know that like we should have more friction between us and our technology because we should probably understand it more and like how it actually works. And it shouldn't be a black box like an iPhone. But at the end of the day, I want the box make game go. <laughs> you know? So... Right. What I'm doing is 
I'm splitting the difference and I'm getting someone that I know on Twitter to do it for me. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. uh, shout out to Eli Uden. Thank you very much. Um, you're providing a very useful service to me. Um, but Braver than the troops. Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, see, the, the trick is that there are people who love doing this and um, for people, and it's sort of like, you know, getting to do it but without having to spend money because you're like, oh, I got to, I can pick all the best parts that like work with this budget and that work right. with these like specs. Um, and then you don't actually have to pay for it. So I think people do drive a certain kind of satisfaction from that. But the upshot of all of this is that I'm getting, going to get a gaming PC and I'm going to play destiny. How many LEDs are you going to get in that rig? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. He was asking me how many I wanted. And uh, I was like, I don't know, just like the normal amount. And he was like, okay, got it. So it's going to be like thrumming constantly and like hovering two inches off the floor. (laughs) And just like project the word gamer out the window into the sky. Um, So, yeah, I'm that whole aspect of it, too, is so bizarre because like I just want a a nice, modest looking case, you know, like that's aesthetic and not like. Because you don't need, like, a disk drive or, like, any of that bullshit anymore. It's just a box with some ports on the back. Right, and, um, yeah. It's I don't a big want... Xbox. Yeah, I, I, it's a big Xbox, right? I don't want, like, you know, lights or, like, plexiglass or whatever. Just make a nice-looking nice box. Sure, make sure it has Bluetooth because um, sometimes... Sometimes the people who, like, work at your company will spend $5,000 on a computer for, like, the office, hypothetically, and then they won't, like, get a motherboard that has Bluetooth in it. Mm. Oh, yeah, that does happen sometimes. That, that happens sometimes. Because yeah. then you gotta get a happens. dongle. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, I did just link you a picture of the, my... I built a gaming PC here not too long ago, to which I will... I, I do just want to segue off and say, like, to the people out there who do this for fun, having done it, like, I, can, I know how to do it, but to the people who are out there and do, um, doing it just because they derive satisfaction out of it, I will say, Gundam models are not cheap, but they are more inexpensive <laughs> than <laughs> computers, and if so, you fucking touch them and get an electric shock, you do not die or waste $1,300. <laughs> I like Whoa. this. Looks like a big Wii to me. It looks <laughs> yeah. like it looks just like a Wii with like all of like the disc drive and stuff just like removed. Because like mm-hmm. you don't have that stuff on yours, right? Or do you? No, not at all. Like this like, is it's it's twenty nineteen. Like yeah. no one has a CD drive anymore. Um, That's like one or, of the selling points of this case is that it's just you, you have uh, two USB ports on the top. Uh, a place for a microphone port, a place for a headphone port, and a power button, and that's it. Wow. It's like a featureless white box. That's all I want. I need a lot of... Well, no, I don't need a lot of USB ports because I can just get like a hub or something. There's a bunch on the back too, though. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, just give me like 16. Mm -hmm. You got (laughs) to plug in your Oculus Rift because now you're going to be a PC gamer. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, that's a... PC Vive. That's a bridge too far, I think. But the nice thing about this is so like right now I have my uh, PlayStation in my room and actually... What sort of made the decision for me um, was partly the Destiny loading times and partly the fact that, like, I would like streaming to be easier than it is right Right. now. Uh, But the main consideration was that, see, I have my my PS4 in my room right now and I have a TV in my room and I really don't want to have that. (laughs) Because the Uh only way that I can set it up is to be, like, sitting on my bed, which goes against my whole, like, don't 
don't sit on your bed uh, during the day <laughs> rule. Right, yeah. So if I get a gaming PC, I can just put it in my office. Yep. And um, it will kind of pose the problem of like, if I also am working in there, that's going to be like literally right next to my desk. But that is kind of my job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. You'll be so close to the games. I'll be right up in the games, you so, know? Honestly, it's, you know, it's a, it is kind of funny, but it also like does kind of maybe might be a good thing, honestly, to kind of be able to establish to yourself that sometimes when you are playing games for coverage and stuff like that, that that is work. And like, don't trick oh, your yeah. brain into thinking like, oh, I'm playing a game right now. This doesn't count as work. I didn't get any work done today. No, so, no, no. Well, yeah. Earlier today, like right before we recorded, I hopped on Destiny right after the reset and like <laughs> knocked out a quest in like 20 minutes because we needed to get a guide up. And like, that was work. I was just like, okay, how can I speed run through this? I'll read the flavor text later. Like, I just kind of like fucking burn through it. The flavor text, by the way, is, uh, yeah, you rescue, or it's one of those memory pursuit quests where you're like Mm -hmm. finding Eris Morn's dead fire team's stuff. Um, And this one, when you start the quest, she's like, Omar suffered the worst fate of all of my fire team. He was captured by the hive, and his light was sliced off one piece at a time and fed oh, no. to the hive Ow. babies. Oh, gross. And I can yeah. still remember the sounds he made when he died. And it's like, yowzers. Mm-hmm. That's rough. But now I also do want to know what hive babies look like. Are oh, they the yeah. worms that you can step on? No, no, because oh. the worms are parasites that oh. the hive used to get their powers. Okay. Because the Wait, hive are just do like, the baby do the baby worms grow into the worm gods? Yes, if they live long enough. But like very, it seems like you know, like because Oryx and Sabathuns and all those guys have been around for like ever, and they never have. So it's kind of like unclear. But they are the larvae of those gods, right? Uh, but people, but the hive get too hungry; they can't resist. Well, that's why you form a whole fucking religion based around tithing, like ten percent of your fucking <laughs> of your fucking kills, kills <laughs> of your kill streaks. <laughs> one kill streak per week. Yeah. Uh, Danielle, the sword if logic you... is just a four hundred one k. If you think about it, <laughs> Danielle, I don't know if you've ever listened to the uh, fan with prior to coming onto the show, but I have. You have. I okay. listened to the last four. Like as soon as I got my offer to uh, come hang out and uh, be a part of this beautiful website, I listened to like the last four episodes. Like whatever that day was, probably a couple weeks ago, and I've okay. listened every time since. Oh hell yeah! yeah. So you have heard us just spend you know eighty five percent of an episode talking about <laughs> Destiny lore. <laughs> I, I have. Fantastic. I'm familiar. At least you're not being cut out of Listen, you love something, I think you should love it all the way. You you don't love something, I think you should don't love it all the way. And it <laughs> sounds like y'all have both of those feelings uh, all, all up in your hearts. And <laughs> I'm all about it, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like how I love the Destiny PC version all the way and don't love the Destiny PS4 version all the way anymore. <laughs> oh, that's the other reason that I want to get PC because then um, our streams won't be <laughs> marred by the constant load times and the concomitant uh, commentary on them, which they are long, to be fair. I, I do apologize, Barrett. I... I if if this is my fault, if me if you falling down the well of, of getting somebody to build you a PC is my fault for talking about how I could count the individual frames on the PC <laughs> PS4 version oh of Destiny, uh, I do apologize. No, uh, you know what? No, you know what? It's fine. 
I am a little worried about a having to get used to Microsoft's Windows again. Yeah. Um, but I won't be actually. See, the thing is, I'm not going to use that computer for work. I'm going to continue to use my ancient laptop for work, mm-hmm. just to have some division. Yeah. But the other thing I'm worried about is like the parts and stuff. Where like, if I buy a console, I know that things are just going to run on it because if they're made for it, like they might not always run well, which is kind of a shame. But like. Yeah. And especially now with like PS4 Pro and like all these, it's sort of weird. But um, with PC, I'm like, there will come a day when I won't be able to run everything at epic settings. And then I'll be like, well, (laughs) now do I have to get a new computer or do I just start turning the settings down, turning the anti-aliasing off? We're going to have aliases everywhere. (laughs) So the the one nice... Take nice with a grain of salt in that sentence. The, the, the word nice is doing a lot of work here. The one nice thing about that is, for the most part, a lot of the parts in a PC these days will last you basically forever. RAM, you don't need to be upgrading RAM. You don't need to be upgrading right. your motherboard or power supply. It's just like it's, the graphics card, It's the graphics right? card, yeah. And those Which, are... Sorry, go ahead. And they're like the most expensive part? They are because, the most because expensive Because of bitcoins? Part. Because of bitcoins. Yeah, because of bitcoins. But because Bitcoin crashed, they are kind of starting to come down a little bit again. But uh, the other nice thing about it is that I wouldn't say that they're necessarily easy to put in and take out, but they are probably the easiest thing to take right. out. Right, yeah. There's, like, there's no screw driving involved with the graphics card. It's you, They are basically plug and play. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just making sure that you don't, like, snap some plastic clasp or something because you don't know which direction to put it in. Right, right. Um, but yeah, graphics card. The graphics card game is a fucking scam. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I've been playing games play? that aren't Destiny. Whoa. I, mm, and, I don't know. If and I'm also, I want to point out that Steven is further in Destiny than I am now. Oh, shit. That's... Um, I d- mm. well, and further in this current season of content, we did establish that you have a higher triumph score. Uh, okay, my triumph real. score is higher, but that, yeah, I don't know. You have um, a recluse, but does that count? I have as a you recluse. Yeah, does that count? That uh, counts as progress. So to that's. Me. I mean, I will say I didn't earn it. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you know the it, funny. Though. You know the funny thing about the recluse is like if you go on these destiny sites that are like, we'll get you this gun on your account, like. Any of the good exotics or like uh, pinnacle weapons, we're going for like hundreds of dollars. Holy shit! Which like, which okay, like no, I think that I think from a uh, supply perspective, that's perfectly reasonable because if you look at the hours that are going into that and it's skilled Mm. work, right? Yeah. Then like, yeah, you should charge like X amount per hour. Um, The idea that someone would pay that to me is obscene. (laughs) But what I did was pay. Uh, someone I found on the Destiny app, twenty dollars, uh, <laughs> and not to take my account and do it himself, but to carry me. So I was actually bringing his, him down because I'm so bad. Um, <laughs> although I have gotten better at Crucible lately, but yeah, to just hang out with me for like four hours, like he made below minimum wage on that, and I felt bad and oh. wanted to give him more money, and he would not take it. Really? Yeah. So you shout out to, to that guy him. whose name I forgot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he wouldn't take the money. I oh. wanted to tip him more, and he was like, "No, no." Hmm. Well, yeah. good on you for offering more money. Honestly, yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah. I would have paid him like sixty probably because it ended up being like yeah, like four or five hours. So, um, but 
yeah, I have played games that aren't Destiny because I'm trying to play more of the things that I missed this year because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, this has been an ongoing conversation in the Fanbyte offices and in the Fanbyte Slack as we uh, prepare for Game of the Year season as we realize yeah. that like making a game that is like 90% dedicated to ongoing games uh, has made it so that there were about... 600,000 uh, video games that came out this year that <laughs> yeah, none of us touched. there's a lot of them. And I have, like, built a list, and I've narrowed down stuff a lot based on... Like, I took Outer Worlds off my list because after reading your review and you said, okay, it's basically Fallout, I'm like, uh, maybe, like, next year I'll play it, but right now it's not, like, a priority for me. Right. Because I don't see that being kind of a Game of the Year thing. The other thing is I'm taking it way too seriously because, like, is it... Like... It, it's just does my opinion or our opinion collectively hold that much weight that we really need to play every possible contender? Like, is anyone gonna like scream at us if we pick the wrong game? Like, it's no. unlikely because our fans are pretty cool. Yeah, they're chill. Uh, the, the one thing I will say is I'm just kind of trying personally. I'm just trying to kind of hit all the things that I saw this year that seemed like things like okay, this looks like yeah. something I want to champion for my own personal. Yes. Like, yeah, satisfaction. So, do you want to hear my list? I do. Okay. Um, so, I have it separated into, like, just PS4 and Switch, because right now I can't play anything else. Maybe I'll <laughs> get a PC before the end of the year. We'll see. Uh, so, for PS4, I've got uh, DMC5. Okay. Uh, a hell of a game. It's pretty good. The, it's very the new, good, yeah. The new Jedi game. Oh, um, Outer Wilds. Yeah. Uh, Death Stranding, which I'm going to just Shut say right now, is my game of the year already. <laughs> uh, also, I logged on to, when I was playing Destiny last night, I saw um, Pat Gill of uh, uh, Polygon.com. A play, it was like, because it shows you what your friends are playing, and it was like, Pat Gill is playing Death Stranding. And I was like, fuck off, Pat. <laughs> fuck off. Uh, uh, control. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, possibly Iceborne, if I have the time. Hell yeah. Uh, 100%. Indivisible if they fix the bugs. Yeah. I, I will uh, say, I have been playing that one a little bit. I don't mean to interrupt you for very long. Yeah, no, I have go been ahead. playing that one a little bit. Have not run into any of those bugs. I don't know if they patched oh. it. I, I played a little bit last week. but Because yeah. it's gorgeous. Like, it's just... Oh my god, it looks so it's, good. And the combat oh. with, like, the fighting game aspect of it seems really cool. I'm going to write something about that this week. Because, yeah, yeah, I didn't know how that game... I just knew that it looked like it did. Like, it looks like... Right. A, Skullgirls with like a Southeast Asian kind of aesthetic to it and mm-hmm. I knew it was beautiful I didn't I thought it was turn-based or like traditionally right. turn-based I didn't know it was like combos and active time battle and like active blocking and stuff like that and it's so cool yeah, yeah it reminds me of like the Mario and Luigi games except like mm. if they were a fighting game mm-hmm. yeah that's a good way to put it uh I've got Astro Nier on here because what I played of it at uh at PAX seemed pretty cool uh, Mirazione, which I've played like 20 minutes of and uh, need to finish. Uh, and Resident Evil 2, which I started playing last night. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry. Good. You're okay. Uh, yeah. And then Switch, I've got Luigi's Mansion, Pokemon, Slay the Spire, uh, Overland, and um, Sayonara, Wild Hearts, and Baba is You. Okay. And I've been playing the latter two of those also. Uh, if you don't mind me me hijacking this one more time, no. I also have a physical 
handwritten list that I have in my hands right yeah, now. Yeah, let wow. me hear it. Let's trade yeah. notes. I still take I still take physical notes of everything. Um, it's terrible. This is my... Uh, the, oh, these are all the games. Some of these I have played. Some of these I have not. But they are all games that I would like to at least put more time into, if not outright beat, before the end of the year. I've got Remnant from the Ashes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it, I should add that in case I get a PC. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's right. That's only on PC. Yeah. Um, which we did hear back about code about that, actually, a little bit, too. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep you in the loop. Uh, AI, the Somnium Files. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were going to do a review of that, but it ended up being a little too late. So um... Yeah. And it's a long game. It's it's uh, for folks who don't know. People might know the Zero Escape games or like 999 and Virtuous Last Reward. Oh, yeah. Shit. Uh, I love those games, like deeply, deeply love those games, especially Virtue's Last Reward. Um, and I didn't realize that it was made by the one of the lead designers of that game or of those games yeah. until it came out. Gears Five, which I might just skip, mm. <laughs> honestly. I can't, but it's on Game Pass anyway, so I have access to it. <laughs> Greedfall, which is another one where I'm kind of on the fence. About I saw that. that, and I was kind of like, uh, it just looks kind of generic. And also, there's a really weird thing where you're like playing as like this colonist guy Mm -hmm. and then like fighting these like native people and i might yeah i've I've seen i've seen talk about that both ways about it being like it's super fucked up and then also people saying like actually you fight back against the colonialists and stuff like that so i kind of want to see it just to see how they handle it yeah yeah otherwise it yeah it just looks like a little generic to me. and like i read the the wikipedia article and like there's a fucking point at the end that sounds like a like a, a far cry thing where it's like if the player chooses to kill this character the ending will blah 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 if they choose to join them then this will be the ending and it's like really it's 2019 oh guys we're oh still boy. doing that all right yeah. <sighs> sorry continue oh okay uh sure i got uh indivisible obviously which we talked about mm-hmm. bloodstained ritual of the night Oh yeah. See, Which, oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I put I've put a few hours into that so far, and I really enjoy it. Um, it looks <laughs> that's about cool. all I have to say about it. It's, no, it looks cool. I just I, I I don't know that I have it in me to do Metroidvanias anymore. Like especially ones that don't have, like where you have to find save points, um, yes, or you just yeah. have to like start over. Because at least Hollow Knight did that thing of like. It was a roguelike, right? Or it was a roguelite. Yeah. It was like so a, like it was a Dark Souls esque. You drop your souls. It was a Dark Souls. Yeah, you drop your stuff. You, you drop your souls, and you gotta go pick up your souls. But like in Bloodstained, it's just like the older Castlevania games, right? Where like if you die, you go back to your last save. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, uh, not eligible for best game of uh, 2019. But if it was, uh, you bet I'd be fighting for it. Hollow Knight. Holy shit, I love Hollow Knight. <laughs> uh, Outer Wilds, which yeah we talked about a ton last yes. week, me and Nikki. Uh, yeah. Judge, ju- I heard. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, that's right. You were just saying that you uh, oh. listened to all the other episodes. Uh-huh. And if it, yeah, if you have it, if anybody has any opinions about whether or not I should skip these or put good to them right away, please chime in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have two more that you both. I mean, I haven't heard your whole list, Stephen. Oh, but why don't you? I go... do have two recommendations that I think everybody should play for Game of the Year consideration. I've got two open slots on this page of my notebook. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Do, we, do you want to hear them? I do. Okay. One is Eliza, which is like a oh, actually yeah. very well written, uh, you know, kind of 
kind of a visual novel with you know some choices and and so on and so oh. forth. Actually, very well done. I think the it's writing a, there is Zectronics, right? Yes, it is. It's a Zectronics game. Like, there is like a solitaire game inside your like sort yes. of fake phone. Yeah. The uh the premise I'll just say super quickly is like very very sort of near future. You know, they basically create this team of people at a tech company basically creates a sort of Uber for therapy app. Where yeah. people go to centers, physical centers, with a human being who only just reads prompts off a screen, which it, the AI itself is like the therapist that analyzes their behavior. Actually, really well done, really sensitively handled in a lot of ways, and well written. And the other is also a visual novel, um, a little bit more uh, gamey in some ways, uh, but it's called Neo Cab where you play it's very cyberpunk a very queer very purple and green and like fun colors and cool stuff but it's very much also about the gig economy because you are sort of like the last human cab driver in a basically la even though it's called lo but it's it's la just like la it's fine yeah exactly do they explain what what the o stands for uh, it's Lo- Los Ojos instead of Los Angeles, oh, but like the it's eyes. it's a fictional city that is totally just LA in ten years. That's the whole thing. Okay, uh, but also really oh, well done, cool. really good characters, uh, some really fun interactions, and again, like yes, I mean I'm extremely primed to like this type of game <laughs> because it's like basically like a, a hot like butch woman who was like driving around being cool and talking about <laughs> labor and politics and. This woman she has a giant crush on. So, you know, I mean, like, I can't even imagine why somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, weird. I mean, like, it's so off-brand like for you, this. Danielle. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's very good, though. I think it's it's also quite well-written. And they're both fairly short experiences, you know. Um, and Neil Cap is an ish. Apple Arcade. I didn't know that. Oh, oh. is it? So I already yeah. have this, then. Yeah. I played it on Switch, actually, which was great for me. Uh, huh. But, yeah, it would, it would totally, I'm sure, look pretty good there, too. Fantastic. Yeah. Nikki, did you oh. have any other stuff that you wanted to, like, just throw in? Because I feel like I've been talking for too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're fine. Um, I've got, like, Pokemon and that and Star Wars on my list. But, like, other than that, I want to try to wrap back around to Remnant. I don't really like the Dark Souls-style video games. Um, but you but, played it? Or... Uh-huh. I have it. Like, oh. my, friend, uh, my friend and I have, like, we've... We don't tell Microsoft, but we do the thing where you like have two home consoles and you're sharing games. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, so he bought it, so I have it. Um, sure. I just haven't dipped my toes into it, but I probably should because I, I do have to, I do have it and wouldn't have to spend any more money on it. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, it sounds like that game goes some places and has some ideas that like yeah. are exactly my shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Skate City, oh. which is uh, an Apple Arcade uh, skateboard video game. Um, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I love the video game Skate 3. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know this It's year. one of my favorite games of all time. Um, when we do our Game of the Decade conversation, I'm going to fight very hard for this video game, just now, as a heads up. An important question, Nikki. Did Skate 3 come up before the year 2007? <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay, perfect. Then. It's Skate. eligible for our Game of the Decade. <laughs> game of wait. a Decade. Okay, wait, though. Is Skate no, it the didn't. one that there was that one game where just, like, when it was released, the physics were, like, totally busted? Yes. So Skate 3, and then they yes. fixed it, and everyone was like, no, it was better. Aww. Oh, was it? Hmm. Have you played I don't know. So I came, I have not. I've played Skate, I played a little bit of Skate 2. I've not played Skate 1, um, but I came to Skate 3 very late. 
like Skate 3 came out in 2010. I probably didn't pick that game up until like 2014 or 2015, like oh, four wow. or five years after that game came out. That game had a really weird, um, like really weird rise and fall. Like everyone was like, oh, hell yeah, a skate game. And then it died. And then it was like one of the games that got picked up after Minecraft. Like, you know how like Minecraft will go in, in peaks and valleys on YouTube? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. One of the first Minecraft valleys like skate got picked up oh. uh as like one of the games that that entire community like started to play and then because i was a child at the time um i was like watching a lot of those youtubers and was like ah oh, skate this seems cool and i just <laughs> i love the game um, is this and, is this what led to the sk- hashtag skate for this like, being is the number one yeah. comment on mm-hmm. all ea social media posts yes yeah, it is <laughs> fantastic um, yeah anyway so i picked up skate city because i've just been chasing the dream of a of the fourth skate game it's nothing like skate uh, but it's not bad <laughs> it's um it's a side scrolling um runner basically except you're like doing skateboard tricks is it like um, ollie ollie in that way yeah it is it is like ollie ollie yeah it's like ollie ollie but like somehow more stylized than ollie ollie hmm. um like ollie ollie is like there's a cartoonish situation but like all the entirety of skate city looks like a uh looks like a like a sunset like venice Mm. beach ass like skateboarding video and it's really cool because you can um there's a mechanic where like as you do tricks you get stars and you use those stars to unlock more like more areas um you can work in the game you can record like skate videos and it gives you like angle controls and like you can change like the lens that you're using Ooh, um okay. and like do more more like different tricks and then you can sell those videos to magazines and then if the magazine likes it they like give you more points um which is really cool it's really cool uh it's like a, it feels like tech decks like i was really into tech decks for a minute when i was in middle school <laughs> um and it just like feels like that Incredible. which is cool that's so Beautiful. good I, have you played session at all Okay, so here's the thing about Session. I looked it up. I was like, ah, is I, I downloaded Skate City, and I was like, ah, I, there's that Session game, because Session is the most infuriate. Y- y'all were there when I thought that I was getting a fourth <laughs> Skate game, <laughs> and, it tur- <laughs> and it turned out to be not a fourth Skate game. Uh-huh. Um, I looked it up, and I've watched some gameplay. I don't know if that's the game for me. I need to, like, get my hands on it, but it seems like it is more realistic in... Uh, in a way that I am not a fan of. There's a game in the mm. third skate game that is called Hall of Meat, where the entire <laughs> aim of the game is to throw your body off of a skateboard from a very high distance to break oh, no. as many bones as you can. Oh no! That's the whole. That's the whole. That's the whole game. It's is like it the insurance fraud mini game from Saints Row It, is, it oh, is exactly perfect. like the insurance fraud mini game from Saints Row. Hell yeah. Except you're on a skateboard <laughs> and you're trying to break all of your femurs. Oh, no. <laughs> what, about the, what about the bird skateboard game? Oh, oh skateboard. I want skateboard. Is that game out yet? Uh, it's not out yet as far as I know. I Have want you... skateboard. Am I, am I imagining things? Did you Or did you play skateboard at some point, Danielle? No, I think I've just been tweeting a lot of it, and, okay. <laughs> and I'm just really excited about it. I I I loved. Okay, I know I'm fourteen thousand years old, but um, I really I really enjoyed the Tony Hawk games. Hell you yeah. know, twenty two yeah, generations ago, they were real fun <laughs> and real good. And the 
the idea of, of something like that, but with cute little birds, it's just, that's just nice. I like that. Is also, that- like, can I just say, like, I love the idea of it just being, like, I love any game where the setting is just like a house, but you're yeah. something really small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the game I always go back to, and I don't think it's objectively good, like, if I played it today, is uh, called Toy Commander on the Dreamcast. Yes, I remember and that. you were, like, toy cars and, like, planes and stuff, and you were just, like, flying through a whole house, and it was, like, so cool, and uh, the bird game is like that, apparently. Yeah. Nice. You're, you're a big level lord fan, is what you're saying, Merritt. Yeah, I love some environmental storytelling. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't wait to skateboard to fucking Ollie over a skeleton in a closet. <laughs> I can't wait to gri- I can't wait to like grind off a rail next to a wall that says like save yourself or like they got us or like they can't we be the stopped in blood. <laughs> God, that's like I haven't seen any of that in Resident Evil 2 yet. But oh yeah, there's not really any of that in the remake. It kind of predates that stuff. Yeah, inv- yeah. They, no one had told an envi- told a story using an environment before. <laughs> no, Gone no, Home was the first yet. video game to do it. it no, was. the real the real environmental storytelling in Resident Evil is when you have to like fucking get into an arms locker in a police station by putting together like the lament configuration from Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> But Gosh. it's fine because they the because the building used to be a museum, so it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Guys. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm at that part, and it's like, oh, it used to be an art museum, and it's like, first of all, like what? <laughs> like, wait, it's a police station that used to be an art museum. Are you fucking kidding? And then it's like, oh, like I met this cop who's like obviously going to turn into a zombie pretty soon, um, and he's like, yeah, the guy you you got this notebook from, he thought this might be the way out, and it's like, oh, just put the three medallions. <laughs> In the statue, which moves the statue, and then it, and then it's just like an arrow. It's like escape here. You know, you know, Merit, like in an art museum. I'm like, oh yeah, this definitely is a game that came out in like 1996 or something. Um, it's very charming. I love uh, that shit, honestly. But uh, yeah, wow. Uh, you you said you did start that. You've been playing a little bit of it. Yeah, I've only played like the first like half hour. Like I I got the first medallion basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh. Yeah, it's it's. See, I haven't played the original. The only Resident Evil game I've ever played was four, which like isn't huh. really a Resident Evil game in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, um, it was the first different one. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's very Our good. It's one of my favorite games uh, oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. But uh, so like, I have no context, and I think I might have to go back and play the original after this. Oh. But um, I know it's rough. But like, I feel like there's something about it that works for horror. Whereas, like, the behind-the-shoulder, like, uh, there hasn't mm. been any jump scares yet where I've been like, Jesus, but... Uh, uh, you, you might be getting to some, honestly. Yeah, I'm sure I will. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I will. But, uh... You, you, also, you just, like, the... Oh, sorry. Huh? I'll, I'll let you go first, Merritt, and then I got a okay. question for Daniel. Uh, yeah, the voice acting, I'm like... See, it's not, like, Resident Evil bad, but it's, like, <laughs> not great. <laughs> So I'm like, should I just change it to Japanese? Like, would that be better? Uh, I mean, you might not be able to tell as much. <laughs> right, that's the thing. That- Wasn't the story with the RE2 remake that Capcom, like, this game was made during the strike, so they oh. had to get non-union oh, voice talent? Because, really? right. yeah, they were going to originally... Which is why it might not be great. 
they were going to get the original voice actors back for Leon and Claire, I think, because like I think they went on to become professional voice actors in some capacity, and then but they were union, and it was during the strike. I think you're absolutely right about that, actually. Yikes! Yeah, important to mention, actually. Does that mean yeah. Resident Evil Two is a scab game is about oh, zombies? Yeah. Death Stranding is the first scab strand game. Uh, <laughs> no. What? No. What did you? <laughs> Don't put those words together in that order. <laughs> uh, so, actually, Merritt, I have one more question for you about that, too. Uh, are you playing as Leon or Claire? Uh, Leon. Leon, okay. Interesting. Because I gotta... Yeah, because he's he's just like... I saw... I remember seeing... A, oh, no, that was an article we posted, right? That uh, By Jordan that was like... Every Leon Kennedy in Resident yes. Evil by how much he looks like a fucking supernatural character. Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he's so young in this. Uh huh. Like he, like Ari Four. He's just like a, he's a man, and this one he's like. Yeah, he's you know he's a Secret Service agent in Ari Four. You know. Yeah. He's got Which experience. is more palatable to me than, uh, more palatable than than this one where he's a cop. Um, but it's his first day on the job, you know. So it's true. He hasn't done anything he yet. He hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. Baby he didn't uh, get a chance. Yeah. Um, I do. So I played through that entire remake as Leon as well. I have heard and I've seen some. I, I, did, I played a little bit as Claire too. I've heard the Claire because there is a little bit of difference in the story. You get like a different final boss and some other stuff too. Uh, I've heard Claire's story is maybe, like, more interesting and a little bit better written. And then, like, mm. the thing I do like about the Leon story, however, is that in Resident Evil 4, that which was also the first Resident Evil I ever beat, um, they do portray Leon, you know, with varying degrees of success because that's just very corny writing in that game. But they do at least try to present him as, like, this kind of, like, super badass spy soldier, <laughs> secret service man. And then in uh-huh. Resident Evil 2, he's just the biggest simp in the <laughs> face of the planet. <laughs> he's just a huge dummy. And I, <laughs> like, every time Ada Wong appears on screen, he's just like, uh, yeah, you definitely, yo, you're uh, an FBI agent wearing, like, this weird red dress and have, like, a fucking minigun strapped to your thigh. Like, I trust you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, like, there's a really good um, an- animation that somebody put out using, like, Source Filmmaker of, like, that, uh, uh, of Leon and Ada. And it's, but it's uh, that uh, porn video where they're, like, looks like you don't have a lifeguard here at your beach. And it's just oh, Leon. And it's just like the most like accurate representation of Leon in that game I'm that I've ever the seen. Fish? This is uh, a bad job. What are you talking about, lady? <laughs> oh god. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was gonna ask, you you played it too, uh you played Resident Evil this year as well, Daniel? I did. I played well, I played like the first couple of hours of it. I didn't finish the whole game and I wrote a whole thing uh, about like, man, I wish I could like actually help people in these games instead of just shooting zombies. Like right. I wanna I, I have to like be an EMT and everything instead of a cop because that's a whole ass thing in my head, you know. Yes, I'm just like, I, I just that. wanna put bandages on people. I want to <laughs> heal them. I want them to have like good resources. I just, I have a hard time having like a, a, anything resembling a normal person's mentality about playing games like this. <laughs> so I still fair. really liked it. It was like Dead really Rising cool. was kind of like that, right? Like you were rescuing people. I yeah, mean, there was yeah. also just like a lot of shooting zombies. But... And it's it's a lot goofier too. But yeah, but no, yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, you have um, to do a lot of rescuing, which I kind of dig, to be honest. I really like Dead Rising 3, which is, like, oh. one of the first, not the first, but it was one of the first, like, Xbox One games that I ever reviewed, like, during that launch week. So it was very, like, oh, okay, I like this. It's good. I, that's interesting, because I feel like 3 is the one that most people, like, point to as the one that's, like, kind of the weak point of the series. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, it was, like, my intro to the series, for sure. So maybe I just uh, mm. didn't know any better, and that helped. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely played a lot of the first two games. I, I tried a little bit of the third one, too. And honestly, those games all got... Like, I know people have that opinion about the third game, but, like, honestly, all those games kind of just bleed together in my head. They're all basically yeah. the same. Yeah, totally. I, I, yeah. Uh, but, no, they're, they're definitely cool. They did that fourth one here very recently, and I feel like nobody talked about it. Like, I feel like it just kind of came and went. I didn't but, even remember that it came out, which is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. It had that whole like Christmas vibe, which I thought was, oh, like, a really shit, good setting. Oh, shit, that's right. Mm. It, was, it was Frank again, or... That's the guy's name, right? Photojournalist uh, yeah. man is Frank. Yeah, he's covered uh, wars, you know. Yeah, uh, she sure has. <laughs> God good. damn it. I'm, I'm mad at myself for that one. <laughs> it was very uh, good, though. So it's fine. Uh, yeah, no, Wait. it's Frank, but he's, like, completely different. It's a different voice actor, and his, like, personality oh. is totally different in that game. It's very strange. But, like... Uh, that was, I think, maybe the thing that 3 was lacking compared to some of the other Dead Rising games was just, like, all of those games are great about finding a weird kind of setting for you to be, like, murdering down, like, a million zombies in. The first, <laughs> in the first game, it's, like, set in this indoor mall or, like, this kind of, like, enclosed mall, I guess. In the second game, it's a, like, it's, like, basically Las Vegas. 3 is just kind of this random town, and then 4 is, like... New York on Christmas Eve, basically. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of cool. Uh, I feel like there, it's been kind of, like, we're getting close to Halloween here. Like, we're going to have some, some Halloween-y type stuff going up next week, too. And I just feel like uh, there's not a lot of big horror games this year. I don't know. Maybe you guys can correct me on that. I feel like there hasn't been, it hasn't been an amazing year for horror video games, anyway. It's, it's not a big one, but I did start playing Moons of Madness. Today. Oh right, yeah. The key unlocked today, which is a whole thing. <laughs> that was yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> we got I mean, only... early code for a game that then unlocked when the game just came out, which is just does a not bunch. happen. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um, I, I'm pretty early on. Yeah, like really, just still in the first hour. But it is a cool thing. It's one of those walk around on a haunted spaceship dealios, mm. which I also actually enjoy. I mean, I think Alien Isolation is one of the best horror games so mm -hmm. they could have gone you know not necessarily going wrong just with this sort of theme uh you sort of wake up you're clearly an astronaut or you're an engineer or whatever and you work on the space station you're hearing voices because of course you are because it's about madness and it's about uh, <laughs> uh extremely racist horror writer hp lovecraft and his uh ideas about the world of course yeah. um uh, you wake up, you're walking around, of course there's nobody awake, it's a derelict spaceship, and then all of a sudden, like, weird tentacles of goop kind of appear everywhere, oh. and otherwise it looks like a clean, normal space station, but no, there's madness goop kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's freeze, scary right? and weird. It's from ghosts. Yeah, it's from ghosts. It's the Gooigi well. material. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yes, so. that is uh, haunting your dreams and your life. Uh, and it, it is cool so far, good atmosphere, great sound design. 
voice acting might not be my favorite thing about it. Uh, uh, did you play the park at all? Which is like the kind I of a... actually did and loved it to be yeah. honest. Okay. Uh, but I I've never played the Secret World, even though I'm fascinated by people's like experiences with that game and that universe. Uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed the park. That was like five years ago, four years ago. It was four yeah, years ago. Which, for, for people who don't know, I'd like just to set this up a little bit, Moons of Madness is, and it's kind of weird because it feels like the, it feels like Funcom, the publisher, kind of like realized about partway through that they maybe wanted to market this as like some kind of big secret reveal that this was actually set in the same <laughs> universe as the gotcha. world. But yeah. like the initial launch trailer for that, or the initial trailer for that game, like makes it very clear it's set in that world. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, we need to come up with a marketing gimmick, so we're just going to pretend that never happened. We, we're going to pretend we didn't spoil the big surprise in the very <sighs> first time we showed this game um but but if it's anything like the park i played the park as well i'm also a huge secret world fan i loved that game um if it's anything like the, i mean the park basically the the secret world elements of the park really don't matter until like the last shot of that game where somebody sets a jar with a bee down on a table and if you don't (laughs) know what the secret world is that's going to make no sense to you but the rest of that game is totally legible um I know Victoria, our uh, Morning News writer, has been playing the game a little bit and is, like, posting screenshots of, like, it sounds like the Orochi group is involved in yes, Secret World. Yes, it's oh, Orochi, in... which, again, means kind of nothing to me as a not-Secret World player, but that sounds like a sounds like a, a tie-in right there. So. Yeah, they're kind of like the Federal Bureau of Control of the Secret World universe. They're like the... Okay. They're kind of like the, like, neutral... The Secret World is all about, like, a bunch of different factions, like the Illuminati versus the Templars versus the Dragon, um, that are all vying for supremacy in this world of magic and sci-fi. And the Orochi group is kind of the, like, uh, council that kind of uh, is neutral and stands between all of them. Um, And what that means in game is that you usually... Most of the side quests in that game are you finding dead Orochi soldiers and, like, (laughs) uh, picking up their, uh, like, journals to set you on your next quest or whatever so yeah but All it's right. a yeah it sounds like so it sounds like you are enjoying it so far for the most oh, part oh definitely uh i i like a good spooky spaceship yeah, uh yeah. and this has a very oh, yeah. spooky spaceship and i just like walking around and hearing weird things and seeing weird things and exploring and finding key cards and little tools like it's just the type of thing i enjoy and of course being so close to halloween and having i'm actually having a really mm-hmm. good shocktober just as a as an aside i'm watching a lot of horror which is Hell great yeah. Uh, so it's it's always nice to complement that with some games. Um, so yeah, it's it's fitting in that really really well thus far. Again, I'm still pretty early. I'm hoping to put a couple more hours in tonight, and then then I'll have some more concrete opinions. I think about it, but yeah, good nice. so far. Uh, Nikki, have you been playing anything else that maybe maybe be spooky? Um, Have you you spooked yourself? I have not spooked myself with any video games, but I have been spooked by the United States Soccer Federation. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Did Um, I miss something? (laughs) Okay, other other than um, the xenophobia that permeates the entire federation, (laughs) they they refuse to work with the city of Los Angeles to get a National Women's Soccer League expansion team here in my city, Los Angeles, but they will give them to cities such as Louisville. And I'm not saying that the wonderful people of Louisville, Kentucky don't deserve (laughs) things. They do. But what I'm saying is that it is terrifying to me that Los Angeles is being beaten to the punch by Louisville, Kentucky, and anything. <laughs> <laughs> huh. 
Um, that's the only thing that scared me. I don't like scary things um, because I am I'm baby um, and Aww. scared easily by most, if not all, things. Um, <laughs> so October is my least favorite month because Aww. of the occult Aww. and the scares. Because of all the witches that run. <laughs> yeah, because of all <laughs> the witches. Month. The scariest I can get is Halloween Town. <laughs> the Disney Channel original. The Disney film. Channel original oh film God. Halloween Town. Um, that's as far as I can go. I'm sure I've told this story on the show before. Maybe it was a different show. That the scariest thing I've ever seen in theaters was the part in Cloverfield. You know when Clo- you know the film Cloverfield, the notoriously not scary film Cloverfield, <laughs> <laughs> where they. Where, where they're inside of the subway tunnel because they're walking because yeah. the trains aren't in service on account of the monster. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and uh, then there are the tiny baby monsters that have come off of the big monster. Yeah, like and the, then they the like... Scales. Yeah, and then they like start to skitter around and then they kill one of the people. That was the most terrifying thing to me. And I still think about it. It's probably um, the best scene in that movie, to be honest. Like It's, pre- it's very good, um, but very scary. Uh, so I don't really... That ain't me. I'm sorry to hear that because I, I, right. I, I think I think all, everyone else on this call really likes horror. So sorry that you can't join in on the fun. That's Maybe right. we can find something yeah. for you in the future. Yeah, Nikki, don't don't feel too bad. I had an ex who um who in in her desire to understand me uh, wanted to watch one of my favorite movies, which is Alien. Uh-huh. And for yeah. her, the scariest thing she had ever seen in her entire life in a movie to that point was the scene in North by Northwest where there's a plane in the field. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow. Is afraid um, of the plane. That part is scary. He could get hit by the plane. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's and tense She moment. watched Alien and almost died. Oh so, my God. you know, don't, don't feel so bad. I get it. I think I, yeah. I, think I, I think I mentioned this on a stream last week, but I don't think I mentioned it on a podcast. I saw Alien in theaters yesterday, or not yesterday, last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, last Whoa. Wednesday, and like that was my first time ever seeing it on the big screen, and like hell yeah, like oh my god, that was oh my god. that's a good yes. experience for a theater, a movie theater experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, other games that uh, we could talk about. Otherwise, if we don't want to talk about other video games, I mean, I've, I've talked about Indivisible. We went over the Outer Worlds. We talked some Destiny, some Skate City. Sayonara, Resident Evil. But do you want to merit? Do you want to talk about Baba Is You? Yeah, it's um, it's really good. Like, I I don't know why I didn't pay attention to it at all when it came out, like way earlier this year. But um, does everyone know what the premise is? Yeah. Vaguely, I I felt like I kind of knew what it was, and then I saw a screenshot of the game and realized that that <laughs> entire time I did not know it was two D. <laughs> It's 2D. It's a block pushing puzzle game. Um, So all you do, all you can do is move in four directions. But the rules for each level are blocks also. And sometimes they're like, they're in the corners, like you can't push them around or anything. But the idea is basically you're trying to beat each level by manipulating by like physically manipulating like the rules of the game. So like partly it's figuring out like the, each puzzle is like okay what what do i need to create to uh to win and like how do i physically maneuver those things together and so like early on it's like oh you just push like flag it, like, you push like flag up to the word is and like win and you go to the flag and you win um and if you push 
there's in every level there's baba is you and if you push one of them out of the way then you just can't move anymore and you have to like back up because like <laughs> um but if you push like something else into is you then like rock is you then you can control um like rocks so you can do weird things like some of the early levels you can solve by like uh like you're trapped inside walls and there's like no way out but what you do is you just turn the walls into you so you're controlling the entire wall and you just move that to the like goal (laughs) or you can just some of them you can solve by just like pushing uh, baba is win together and then like (laughs) if you're controlling baba you just automatically win (laughs) that's Um, really good (laughs) but later on there's like there's like the word and and then there's like um things that can be pushed (laughs) things that can be pushed things that move on their own um and like all kinds of hazards and stuff so i'm getting to the point now where it's like wow i'm real dumb (laughs) this game is really hard uh but there's it seems like there's always enough levels open that you're not stuck on one oh like you can go back and forth between them that's one thing i did not know at all about this game is that like i just assumed it was a linear progression of levels and if you were stuck well i think eventually it kind of is generally in that like there is like an endpoint you're getting to but like it's sort of like a world map like on a mario game or something okay where some levels seem to have like branch off afterwards and you can go in either direction so yeah i don't know i've only put like a few hours into it but it's really good. I do want to just like try and beat it because like now I'm like, oh, you think you're smarter than me? <laughs> you're smarter than me, game. I'll show you. So and, uh, yeah. So this is this is what has kept me from playing this game, which is because like I know that if I played this game and got to the moment where you told yourself, you, oh, you think you're smarter than me, game? I'm gonna beat you. My response would be, oh, you think you're smarter than me? Yep, probably. All right, I'll see you later. <laughs> But uh, it does a really good job of just, like, hooking you, I think. It's very cute. I like this, like, kind of weird, like, children's drawing. It's kind, kind of, of like a sketchy, yeah, like, everything has, like, maybe, like, two or three frames of animation. And they're just, like, constantly moving. Oh, um, okay. In, like, a very subtle way. So, yeah, no, it's, um, it's just, it's also just, like, something I really admire on, like, a technical level because the amount of design that goes into any kind of just any kind of game that's just like a straight up puzzle like block pushing or whatever is like very high but then when you get to like warping the rules of the game like setting up puzzles is like how yeah like how how (laughs) um so yeah it's just so impressive it's like a treat i think it's probably going to be a lot of like game designers favorite games this year nice uh, there's uh, two more things I want to hit before we uh, move on to uh, just going over the news very quickly. I, Danielle, I really wanted to ask you about Marianne. Yes. Because I have not heard of this at all, but I, <laughs> or I had not until like two days ago, but now suddenly like six. It's one of those Netflix things where it's just like Netflix just kind of puts eight million shows out every week, <laughs> and the only way to actually like sift through them is just like wait until like one of your friends tweets about them, and I yes. feel like Marianne has entered that like stratosphere for me where i've heard enough people talk about it that i kind of want to hear about it yeah 100 percent. it's it's amazing at least thus far i'm in like it's like an eight episode series horror series it is french uh and i am in i think the sixth 
out of eight episodes. It is uh, very much... So I should probably give the shout-out to uh, Stacey Ponder over at the uh, Gay Lords of Darkness podcast, which is a <laughs> phenomenal horror podcast uh, with a couple of queer folks who are awesome and very funny and very good. Uh, she sort of turned me on to it. And, yeah, so the premise is... You've, you've probably heard something like this before. It is a successful horror author. By the way, sorry... Horror is, like, my favorite genre, but being from Rhode Island means there's two R's in that word, and I have the hardest <laughs> goddamn time trying to say it properly, so every time it's, like, a little slow, so it's all right. Okay. You're always, you're just talking about horror, the uh, fighting, the playable character from Star Wars, the Masters of Terrorist How does he come up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every episode. <laughs> God. Uh. Yep. Exactly. Okay. She's like a, the main character is uh, Emma. She is a very successful horror author who is definitely drawing upon like nightmares she's had. And she has some sort of weird past in a small town where she's from. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, there are demons, there are witches. There is a lot of like childhood trauma or sort of te- teenhood trauma, I guess. It happened when she was a teen. Uh, family stuff, just incredibly, incredibly well done. Actually very scary. There's a lot of really creepy stuff uh, in this, but it also has a very light tone when it's not being extremely creepy. Uh, Really, really well-written characters. The main character is a total asshole, but you kind of realize why she's a total asshole. It's one of those sorts of things where she's had to deal with trauma in a very weird and bizarre way because there's, you know, there might be a demon or a witch uh, or both uh, obsessed with her and making her life a living hell. So, yeah. Really, really good. It is so beautifully shot, and I won't go on and on about this because I'm, I'm just one of those people who something is really beautifully shot i could just stare at a frame and like sit there for five minutes and be like oh my god look at the look at the light here this is this is incredible <laughs> uh so i won't do that uh to you i won't bore you to death but it is a very very beautifully shot uh uh piece as well so is, is the whole show in french and with subtitles yes yes correct. nice okay i feel like that's kind of been kind of an ongoing thing with netflix lately is a lot of like uh at the very you know netflix has its issues but <laughs> yeah but uh, one, like, I think positive that they have uh, wrought is that, like, just in their constant conquest for, for more content, um, they have, like, introduced a lot of, um, a lot more, like, foreign TV series. Like, yeah. Dark is another show that I hear people talking about constantly um, that I think yeah. is, like, German or Finnish or something like that, right? Maybe I'm wrong about that. That sounds so- about right. Um, and it's just like oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. So I'm I'm somewhat talking out of my ass here, but uh, I haven't watched a, a television series in about eight years. So oh no, uh, yeah, I play a lot of video games. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, but you know, it's kind of interesting to see like a lot of these like foreign TV series because like you know foreign films kind of like make it across like state lines into the U.S. Uh, somewhat frequently but like tv series kind of just always feel like such a weirdly like blind spot to me um yeah. and now you know kind of which this being a, democratized is not the right word because it's all you know funneled through netflix but like you know it's interesting to see things like this kind of penetrate in a way that i don't think they would have even like 10 years ago yeah i completely agree and especially with uh, genre stuff which is of course what i mm. spend my time enjoying the most uh it, it's it's definitely nice to see some horror getting a little bit of love yeah, this is this is super well done. I mean, there's no new season of uh, Haunting of Hill House until next year, so maybe they're kind of <laughs> positioning this in between, which I'm fine with. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, do you good stuff? This is a this is a tangent from that. Do you subscribe to Shutter at all? Do you watch any of that? I need to. 
Uh, it, that is, like, my biggest blind spot right now, because I see all the stuff, and I think I follow them on Twitter, so I'm always, like, seeing <laughs> the stuff and sometimes retweeting it, because I'm like, oh, I gotta remember that for later, so I'll retweet it, because I'm a weird person who does stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I clearly need that. Not that I need more subscriptions in my life, but yeah. that might be one that I really, really should get. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Um, I should probably subscribe to it, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. They You're also just- a huge horror fan, Mary, right? Yeah, Danielle made me into a horror fan. I did I it. Hated it. <laughs> um, yeah, I hated it growing up. I just, I couldn't deal with it. But now I just like, it's like my favorite genre. Um, yeah. And yes. I got an ad for something that they did. And I think it's up now called Horror Noir. Horror Noir. Oh, yes. yes which yes. is, uh, it's called Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, they just have like interviews with um all these people i guess it's like uh based on a book called horror noir um yeah and it's like an original documentary they made um and it looks like pretty dope it seems like shutter is maybe moving into like original contents in a way that like (laughs) in a way that like very conveniently (laughs) coincided with like i have a verve subscription for anime uh mm-hmm. and that one that includes um because it's actually cheaper to just get it like the bundle that has everything in it so i it, like had anime it had CISO when CISO still existed uh yeah. you know it, stuff like that and now uh right around the time that um shutter started getting a bunch of stuff i want to watch uh they removed shutter from that <laughs> bundle and uh yeah. oh, weird uh-huh <laughs> weird how that turned out how does that uh, go yeah oh. but but between uh. that and then the, i really want to watch the uh the creep show miniseries that oh my god yes me too god i love the creep show movies like deeply uh they're trash but i god i love them they Uh, adapted nosferatu with uh or like the joe hill book uh like nos 482 oh fucking uh what's his name spock oh zachary kinto zachary kinto it looks like (laughs) i thought you meant the other spock (laughs) no yeah zachary kinto is in this i've heard that this is a very good book Huh. Um, oh, Joe Hill. There's like a I, one season show of it. Damn. Huh. I'm looking at it right now. I boy, these screenshots are good. <laughs> like, hey, I'm oh, gonna I need decide. to get Shutter. Also, Shutter like sponsor us because we're not being paid. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh my god. Oh, I do hate that I went to like the main page and it does show me the Bad Tooth Man. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of bad. Yeah, bad, the bad, the bad Tooth Man like is. I don't like the Tooth Man. Also, Nicholas Cage is here. Wait, sorry, is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Right that's there. Mandy. It's Mandy. Oh, that's oh, a Mandy one? is on Shutter. I think. I think it is streaming on Shutter. Oh, it so must be because that's, that's him. That's definitely him from that. Yeah. For huh. sure. Yeah, maybe we do just all need to get Shutter, Nikki. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna need Shutter, you to expense Hit us up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shutter, I'll Shutter. I'll read any copy you want. I don't care. <laughs> you won't watch the movies, but as long no. as I don't have to talk about the teeth, man. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that even a man or is that it looks like a child? It's me. a child. So it is, it is from, a child. It's from Channel Zero, season one. It's from okay. Candle Cove. Yeah. Oh, that Which tooth man. Also oh. stars what's his name, who was like in the first season of Parks and Rec. Yes, that guy. Uh-huh. The guy who was like the architect in the first season of Parks and Rec. Oh. Yeah. I've never and like was going to be Park. maybe like a love interest, but then uh, what's his name? Uh, the other sure. guy with the blue eyes. Paul Schneider, I think his name is. Yes, that sounds right. Uh, 
Man, there's some good. I love Channel Zero, by the way. I love it too. Oh my god, it's no so end house. Good. I think you and I are of the yes. same mind that no end house is like the best. Or absolutely the best. No question. Hell yeah. No oh question. my god. Yes. I have not seen. I have still not have seen season four. Um, it's good. It's not obviously as good as No End House, but I think there's a lot of good things about it. Hell yeah. Okay. I need to get around to that at some point. Because that season is just like free on Amazon or maybe not free, but it's like on Prime or something. Yeah, I think so. But God, there's so much I need to get to. Because like, yeah, that, cre- that Creepshow series, that like Nosfori 2 thing now. I love Joe Hill. Like Lock and Key is one of my all-time favorite comic books basically ever that into in the tall grass just came out on netflix which is also a collaboration between him and for folks who don't know joe hill is the pen name of stephen king's son um, oh that's right that's right that's right yes mm-hmm. um and they did a collaborative short story called in the tall grass which just got made into a netflix original movie now too which is about like people getting like trapped in this kind of like basically like uh non-euclidean field Yes. <laughs> that has that it might be like also a time warp or something mm-hmm. and uh i've heard that the that the short story is a lot better but you know you hear that about everything um i need to get around to a lot of this stuff though i just need to stop they just need to stop putting out video games for like mm, i like know two months. i know we should agree <laughs> to like an armistice <laughs> yeah. let's, let's get fanbyte can be the great mediators we'll get <laughs> ea we'll get bobby we'll get peter moore he's not mm-hmm. in video mm-hmm. games anymore he's, he's a soccer not man. that guy anymore i mean no, e- if him. you think we'll about get it, doug EA bowser and... <laughs> get doug bowser <laughs> get doug bowser on the line get him on the horn uh-huh EA and Activision are already participating in this armistice, if you think about it. Yeah? Yeah, they haven't put out video games. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, well, that's not true, because uh, I believe a, a Call of Duty did just come out, like, that's literally true. hours ago. A Call of Duty does come out in, in yeah, it just Konami, a uh, Konami's been pretty good about that. They've been really good about not making video games, although they did make some bad ones this year. <laughs> they are like, what if we made a new Contra, and it was a twin-stick shooter? Uh... Or what if we made a new Castlevania, but it was mobile only, and it was a gotcha game? Yeah, uh, they make that it was a gotcha game, game, but also a side-scroller action game on a phone. Because mm. why not just make the worst possible thing you could? Just like stick, just stop it, please, Konami. <laughs> you were doing so well at not making games. Nikki, what didn't was they the one make? One didn't they make that good pick cross? They did make that did, good Picross. They did make the good Picross. Okay, it's, Konami, you're back in. <laughs> did we talk about the big reveal at the end of that game? I feel like we might have. Oh, shit. Was, was oh, shit. Is Snake the Picross the whole time? Snake was in it. Like, they, that was, it was a backdoor Metal Gear Solid sequel. Once you beat all the puzzles, you get to fight Sahelanthropus. It's great. Damn. No, wow. did, did, did we talk about this? I feel like we did, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. There, at the end of that, do you care if I spoil this Picross mobile No, I, I <laughs> do ahead. not care if you spoil the mobile Picross game. So, like, it's a normal Picross game. It's got, like, puzzles. There is a percentage meter throughout that game, which is your first hint, even though you don't know it. It's like a JoJo's opening theme. It's actually spoiling the show the entire time. <laughs> uh, because what ends up happening is once you get to 100% of all puzzles completed... It inverts all of the puzzles, and there is more percentage, like Symphony of the oh, Night. Shit. Oh it reveals an inverted castle for all the Picross puzzles, and you can go over 100%. That's wow. fucked up. It's very good. Um, yeah. Uh, and the last thing before, uh, again, the quick news thing. Uh, Nikki, uh, it seems like you and I both watched something that I think is near and dear to our hearts. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, the Star Wars. The Star oh, Wars have begun. Oh, the Star Wars. 
because they of Star Wars have have space horses riding in <laughs> space Wait, on the side. There's a new Star Wars coming out in December. The trailer came out yesterday, and there are space horses riding on the side of what looks like a star destroyer uh-huh. in space. Uh huh. <laughs> is this an Abrams uh, joint again? This is an Abrams joint. And, yeah, it is. Just <laughs> Abrams. The bummer. Oh, yeah. I sorry. Hate to see it. Uh, you mean, know. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this one was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. It was supposed to be Jurassic World Man. Jurassic World Man. Oh, and I'm, him. I mean, I'm happy uh-huh. it's not him. Merritt, uh, we, we did not record this anywhere. Merritt not, I did, Merritt has not seen Jurassic World. I did explain to Merritt that scene in Jurassic World where a woman just gets murdered for like 35 straight minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's but I like that movie. B.D. Wong is in it. Yeah, Beanie Wong's alright. Yeah. He's in that game too. He's in the he's in the like uh roller coaster well, tycoon but, but Jurassic Park. That's pretty good. Uh, um, yeah. So we watched we both watched the trailer though. Um, yeah. it is I'm a excited. J. J. Yeah. It is a J. J. it is a J. J. Abrams joint. <laughs> it's a J. J. I am <laughs> I'm really happy that they are painting <laughs> I I'm trying to figure out how I want to frame this. They are I hate that Palpatine is back. I have to be clear oh, about this. Oh, he's back? He's back. Well, he's yeah, hate... dead. Kind of. We don't he's... actually right. know. It it's unclear. Switch. Exactly. It's uh-huh. unclear what capacity he's back in. His voice is definitely there. We don't know if it's a force ghost or what. Um, but it does look like they he does um, go to the same robot store that Darth Maul goes to uh-huh, to get his fun legs. Store. Yeah, no. um, and then Palpatine went to a similar no. store <laughs> to get to get his fun new his fun new appendages. Maybe again. Maybe. So what yeah. we see is in the trailer for folks who haven't seen it. There's all it's a you know it's a Star Wars. I'm gonna trailer. load this up so you can get my live reaction. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Oh. While you're doing that. So, yeah. Wait, oh, Danielle, let's do it together. Let's do that together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll sync yeah, them all. Yeah, everyone. Um, it's The Rise of Skywalker. I, yeah. Star Wars trailer three, The Rise yeah. of Skywalker. Okay. Yeah. Mine just says Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker final trailer. Final yeah. trailer. Number one on trending. Oh, they're almost at three million subscribers. Good for this upstart movie studio. <laughs> yeah, uh, right? Disney. About to break My- three million subs. That's mm-hmm. huge. Are we uh, ready? Should we? Mine like, is on the Star two, Wars one. account. Just do a three, two, one, yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Ready? Three, three two, two, one, go. Okay, so this is a Lucasfilm one, too. That's good. <laughs> Lucasfilm's, they got him back start. for this one. <laughs> they got a Woods. She dropped that hat. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, the hat. It's got, it got she left behind. Does a run. Okay. Good jump. Yeah. He's back in it. <gasps> I like Ray. Ray's great. That was a Ray's cut. Good. That was a very good cut. It was. Also, John Boyega. Shout out Good. to Attack the Block. Hell of a movie. Oh, boy. Rose. He's all wet. <laughs> TIE Fighter zip by. Rose was, okay. like, removed got from all the marketing in this movie or yeah. something. Right? Oh, because of the hate campaign? Yeah. yeah. But she's in this trailer. So like, she She's is, in this yeah. trailer. She's like the way that they, the way that Ryan wrote her in that fucking this fucking ice planet. Yeah, yeah that's uh-huh. good. That's good shit. Okay, so this is where you can hear him. Oh, it was like a ghost ship the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's like probably a frozen ship, right? It was like waiting yeah. in the wings. There's, hey. I, I'll I'll talk about it at the end. I think hey, we cats. might be watching a different trailer. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> uh, I'm watching the final trailer. Yeah. I'm watching okay, the final trailer. Me too. 
Uh, oh, who's that so lady? C three PO dies. No, he's he's all right. <laughs> he's got like red eyes in like some of the screenshots. He looks like he might be evil. Well, they do have Street. space horses. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I think you're just no. ahead of us, Merritt. <laughs> yeah, I think you're just yeah, very that's early. What it is. Oh no, oh, Leia! I'm gonna cry. Yeah, it's gonna like, be. You Whoa. can't ride a horse on a spaceship. Yes, you can. There are no laws in, in the universe. In the universe that George has created for us, uh-huh. anything is possible. George's mind palace. With the power of Darth Icky, anything is possible. Oh, so, Darth so Icky that... and Darth Insanius! <laughs> yes, yes! Darth Insanius. that's the other one. Yes. It was Darth Insanius. Danielle, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, we were talking about this on stream the other day. <gasps> Did you? Uh. Yeah, we couldn't remember Darth Insanius, only Darth Icky. <laughs> okay, so are you guys done? I think I got a couple. Yeah, of we're, we're at the Star Wars. Um, I'm still. I'm we're still at like the Star Wars. Twenty seconds behind. Did I screw up? How oh, come? No, there's every still, one of these movies is about the same. Um, yeah, what is about? Like yeah. this is like the third movie of the three oh, new okay. ones that just seems to be like we're ending this. And I know that this is like okay, they're done with Skywalker stuff after this, but like. It just feels like they keep hitting the same thing over and over because they can't decide who the fucking director is. Yeah. And then, like, people just keep doing stuff, and then they're like, nah, that didn't happen, bruh. Yeah. Like, well, that's the worry oh, with, with bringing in J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, that is exactly what Abrams. I feel like we've talked about this. J.J. Abrams is very good at starting things. You don't want J.J. Abrams to close mm-hmm. out the game. Well, even yeah. the last movie, I fucking hated the last movie. So Merit. Oh, Merit. I know. I'm, I'm one of those people. Oh. I love that. Oh. I, I just, are you gonna Are you gonna get in like my mentions about like oh Merit like raise a Mary Sue because she can do yeah. anything? <laughs> yeah, no, I hate Rose. I hate yeah. Ray. No, Ray is one of the few good things about that movie. The Ray's Ray great. and Kyla Ren stuff. Mwah. That should have been like sixty percent of the movie, um, because that's the Dagobah stuff. That's yeah, Luke sure, on Dagobah. Yeah. Give me more of that, um, Luke. Like, that's inexcusable. There is like no fucking way. That um, died or no? That he would consider for a second oh. killing an unarmed child. So th- and okay. like. You are those people in my mentions. Yeah. yeah. I have no, heard this. I'm sorry, but that's fucked so up. Like, he he spared his own father, who was, like, a fucking nightmare man, genocide <laughs> doer. And he's like, I might kill this kid because he could do a future crime. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. And, and like, he doesn't. He doesn't do the kill, though. He thinks about it. He, he just doesn't do the kill. But yeah. the whole, like, the fact that, like, he's that old. he considers it and that is like the start of Kylo Ren's whole arc is just like the fucking you could have done that in a million better ways like Han Solo isn't around and like his parents are just do off doing things and he's like find some old book or something I don't know like I don't know. I also I, think killing Snoke was like really stupid because oh, no, that was I fun. Love that. that was no. Fun I mean, I hell. loved I loved the scene and also I love his bathrobe and I wish he kind of just wore that <laughs> everywhere. But like the fact that. Because here's the thing, Star Wars like needs some big bad guy because that's the structure of these movies because they're children's movies. And um, we're not going to have a movie where it's like uh, Kylo Ren and like uh, Rey, you know, working together or like maybe trying to force some kind of alliance or whatever. Yeah. It's going to just be he's the, new York, he's the new Darth Vader and the Emperor is back because we need a Palpatine and whoops, 
we killed the other guy. So <laughs> yes. uh, well, well, so there's like a, I mean, whatever. Who he, like it's all made up magic at the end of the day. So like it could be literally anything. But the, there's theories that like Snoke was like a imperfect clone body for Emperor Palpatine, and like <sighs> killing him released his Force Ghost. Who who fucking knows? Like honestly, I feel like yeah. they could have gone with kylo as like because the metaphor they were going with i i felt like was like oh he's like an abuse victim and or like recovering addict or something um because they're going with this metaphor of like the dark side of the force is seductive and powerful but it corrupts you so like okay fine but then they're just like nah (laughs) he's bad guy now it's fine i don't i mean so to like a certain degree, I think I think that movie kind of like establishes a lot of stuff where they're like, oh God, I don't know if we want to. I don't know if we want to. We don't the have the time. Yeah, this is like this is a, a topic for another podcast. But yeah, for this trailer, what do people uh, think? What do you? What do? How how are we feeling about uh, the, the Abrams verse closing I'm, things out? I'm just excited that they have finally acknowledged that there's no more runway for this when they've finally gotten to the end of the infinite Fast and the Furious ass (laughs) runway. And they have to be done after this one. With this story, they have to be done. They have to. That is why I'm like, I'm excited about that because the book is closed. They've killed everyone that I cared about. (laughs) Basically. I don't have to care anymore. (laughs) I don't have to care anymore. Um... And, like, I'll read books. Like, they'll definitely write, like, extended universe books about all these characters, which I will definitely consume. But, like, I I am extremely excited to put this part to bed, if only so I can move forward um, with this infinite property. I mean, Um, speaking of companies that are bad, Disney. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Disney is a bad company, but at the very end, like, does a lot of bad things and and et cetera, et cetera. I still love Star Wars. I still love uh, Marvel, Mm -hmm. most more of the comics than the movies these days. But um, I will say, at the very least, they do... I did not love Avengers Endgame. Uh, That was was fine. Um, But they do at least show, like, a willingness to be like, nah, fool, we we own everything. We can just make more shit forever, and you'll come and buy it. So we can end stories. Like, like, Avengers Endgame, for as much as I think it's a silly movie, uh, you know, a lot of people die, and a lot of people, like, get time warp olds in that movie, Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other stuff that makes it so, like, yeah, we're not going to keep using them anymore. Yeah. yeah, and, they're irrevocably done, which, yeah. like, is is really, I mean, it's much easier, like you said, when you own everything, but it's still really hard to do. Like, it, it is still very hard to be like, okay, spoilers for Endgame, we're gonna <laughs> kill Captain America, basically, because he's so old. Yeah, he now. might as well be dead. And he's done. Like, he's, this Captain America that you know and love is gone now. He's done. That's kind of hard to do, especially when you're, like, trying to wrangle a multi-billion dollar um, thing that is based on this one character. Same with Iron Man. Like, that's kind of hard. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I got my tickets. I'm sorry for having Star Wars opinions. I feel like I'm above this. I don't want to give you a hard time either. I'm above this. I don't care. Everyone just go enjoy your Star Wars. No, it doesn't matter anymore. Nothing it, really matters. It's fine, America. I, I talk a lot of shit because, like, I know some... I worked in a comic book shop for six years. And during those mm. six years, I, uh, I I listened to a lot of people have, a, like, 
be if you are working behind a cash register at a place where a bunch of nerds congregate and think that they can just like talk to you all day um, yeah, you're their friend. you hear a lot of opinions about things uh, and I continued to come visit that place to go pick up my comics for a, a good long time and during that period uh, The Last Jedi came out and I heard so many bad faith versions oh. of, of, of this uh, play out it's just like it's just like listening to just like a bunch of 45 year old white dudes talk about like how much they hate xyz and, and abc and everything like that so it is a little bit exhausting to me on that front but like i know that that's not where you're coming from with this like i know that that's not how that works it's just for me personally it dredges up such weird things no no but it's not even that that's not even what I just meant. I shouldn't have Star Wars opinions because who fucking cares? <laughs> you know. I, it doesn't matter. It's it's like I don't have Marvel opinions. Why should I have Star Wars opinions? Like, except I do. I do think Marvel opinions are roller coasters. I do think yeah. they are theme parks. Um, I, uh... So send your hate mail to Mary Kay. <laughs> um, Martin Scorsese said that Marvel's oh, film. He uh, has to like my movie. Opening oh, it up. man. Calm what? down. Just don't have opinions. Don't have opinions. Sorry. Just smooth. Just have a smooth brain, okay? I, I just, <laughs> like, Danielle, I, wa- I want to hear what you have to say. I do just want to uh, throw in... I do just want to throw in this one little thing here that I love how much we care about the opinion of a man who made a movie about a, like, figurative rat in... Uh, the, in the police force, a you know a, a snitch, if you will, and then ends that movie <laughs> on a like lingering shot of a physical rat walking over his like fucking corpse or whatever. <laughs> it's just like wait, the Departed. The, movie? the Departed. Oh, yes. It it has this in like infamous. Now you're talking about like Serpico or something. Oh, I have no. I've never seen Serpico. Um, but no, The Departed is like a, just this infamously very cheesy ending. Yeah, <sighs> and it is. All, yeah. Anyway, I, sorry, had a, I had an acting professor in grad school. In, I went to film school, but I had to take an acting class. And he, he, this was like during the time this movie came out, like, you know, fall 2006. And he was like beside himself with how much he hated that last shot. He's like, great movie, great movie. Hate that last shot. It's terrible. Uh-huh. Terrible. Uh, good shit. Um, I was going to say just briefly, uh, I, I do, I am one of those who prefers a Star Wars over a Marvel. Oh, yeah, I'm one of sure. those. I'm one of those people. Uh, I don't think I've cared all that much about the things that have happened in the Star Wars universe. Uh, sort of opposed to the fact that I've been entertained by all the movies in the last few years. Which, sure. yeah, that's something. Uh, but it is weird because I was one of those kids who grew up like a hardcore Star Wars fan. I think I had like almost all the expanded universe books. And oh, like yeah. would secretly read all of them and was very excited about the whole thing. But then I feel like I kind of, you know... I'm kind of able to just be like, I I understand this, these movies are for, you know, whoever they're for. They're for a wide audience. That's fine. You know, there's laser swords, and that's fine. And now there's horses. And so now they can have laser swords with horses. <laughs> Fuck you. There's horses now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so horses the, now. I think the horse girl, you know, demographic that has been so understood <laughs> by Star Wars. Not, this whole not, yeah, since, not since Spirit have the horse <laughs> oh, girls. Oh, my God. Oh my god, no. I'm glad they had As a movie child now. when the movie Spirit came out, I can't I don't think I'll ever be able to accurately describe what the what the elementary school in Viron was like <laughs> when the film Spirit came out. Oh my god. God What's the full title of that movie? Something of the Cimarron? Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> 
spirits. It was that at the time of the owls of Gahul. This was this was before the that one. Okay. Which we that had movie came out in two thousand and two. That was before the Legends of Gabagool. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Which we we had the revelation, or or some of us had the revelation, on on this podcast or on a stream also, that that is an early Zack Snyder joint. Oh, Uh, God. Yeah, that was on our Destiny stream last week. Nice, yeah. Oh, good. I want... Uh, That's where he got the idea to do a Watchmen movie. He's like, hmm, owls, huh? (laughs) It must have been. It is the same thing. Uh, Spirit is loaded onto a train and taken to a work site on the Transcontinental Railroad, where he is put to work pulling a steam locomotive. Realizing that the track will infringe on his homeland, Spirit breaks free from the sledge and breaks the chains holding the other horses. They escape. The locomotive falls off of its wooden sledge and rolls down the hill, chasing Spirit back to the work site. Is this? Wait a minute. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that maybe Spirit has some, like, I don't know, some, like, anti-imperialist leanings yeah. that I could actually yeah. maybe get behind. Matt so Damon's Matt Damon's spirit <laughs> stallion of the Cimarron is, yeah, definitely anti-imperialist. Hell yeah. Alright, spirit. Alright, maybe it's time for uh, a reevaluation yeah. of spirit. Is that you a know. Disney film? It's a DreamWorks joint. It's a DreamWorks, huh? Wow. Of course it is. <laughs> It's it a horse. Y'all, y'all like a weird anthropomorphic. Yeah. Well, he's not anthropomorphic, but he can like talk, right? To yeah. animals or something. Yeah. Of course, it's DreamWorks. Is it was? <laughs> it was re-released on Blu-ray not three weeks ago. Wow, that's late to be put on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen years later. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. There's not really honestly like a ton of news to look at anyway uh if we want to just like very briefly kind of like glance at some of this stuff uh, yeah i think spirit's probably the biggest news here so. yeah yeah spirit yeah. spirit on blu-ray um <laughs> i think we got it everybody uh i'm just gonna skip over some of these there's a borderlands event it's whatever diablo 4 which we all knew was coming uh now mm-hmm. we definitely know it was coming um because blizzard accidentally advertised their unannounced game accidentally <laughs> accidentally we just, uh, we just need somebody to talk about literally anything Liter- going on. Uh, yeah. Whoops, somebody and then they accidentally Diablo leaked. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm just a baby. I don't know who did it. I'm wizard. <laughs> I'm just a baby necromancer. Uh. <sighs> baby and necromancer. They accidentally leaked uh, that second Overwatch, which someone in our mentions was like. <laughs> I tweeted from the account, I was like, imagine if you will a second Overwatch. And then someone in our mentions was like, oh, you mean Paladins? Which is just a nuclear dog. That's um, like, fuck, that guy jumped down from the moon to, <laughs> to dunk on that one. Um, but yeah, that, oh, the second Overwatch game is supposed to be that rumored PvE. Yeah, yeah, Overwatch 2. Overwatch um, 2. I'm twice, uh, and I'm 12 years old. Wait, <laughs> 12 years old. old for that Please point. don't dwell out of me. It's supposed to be a PvE uh, yeah. situation. It's unclear. Um, I don't know. I think that might be in our story. It's unclear whether or not the PvP aspect will continue to be Overwatch. The video game Overwatch that we know and love. I feel um, like it. Or what? I feel like it almost has to continue like on two different routes because yeah. like the riots that would happen uh, yeah. if uh, people like losing access. I guess you there's a theory. Overwatch is world. a tower defense game now. 
Oh, hell yeah. yeah. It's what are they? Do, yeah, I mean, like, just think about it. They can't call it Overwatch 2 League, right? So it has to continue to be the first Overwatch. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of games with two in the title, Bloodlines, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2. Uh, shout out to Kara Ellison. That got delayed. Um, well, yeah. Which is probably a great idea. Uh, I made a Photoshop a few weeks ago uh, when Doom Eternal got delayed to that same day when all of these games are coming out at the same time in like <laughs> March of 2020. Uh, Bloodlines, the original Bloodlines, famously a very good game, very buggy at the time, didn't do it any favors either, but like also launched at the same time as like seven major releases as well. Um, so it's not, they're not going to repeat the problems of the past apparently by, by the sound of it. Uh, I'm excited for that game. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have any experience with the previous ones, but uh, yeah, that's neat. I never played it, but it always looked cool. Uh, it's got a really weird early John DiMaggio voice acting in video games <laughs> elements to it, where he's basically Hell playing yeah. like, what if Lobo from DC Comics was a vampire? Um, and But it just sounds like Bender, but it was like, right came out at, right at the same time that Futurama was happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you just have like, Bender is your vampire, like your weird boozer vampire buddy. Uh, helping you uh, through those mean streets of Seattle. Okay, okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool game. Uh, maybe mm, parts of it probably don't hold up today. Uh, Cowboy Bebop delayed due to John Cho getting, uh, bre- breaking his knee or something like that? Like, yeah. For six Ooh. to seven months? Yeah, it's a bad one. Yeah. Did you know that John, have I told you all that John Cho taught at my high school? Uh, no. Uh, what? John Cho taught at my high school and then was apparently... A, not a very great teacher because he was f- a, f- absent frequently because he was doing the acting thing. <laughs> because he yep. had to be so Mr. he was Sulu. constantly because he was constantly at auditions. He was very rarely teaching huh. at the school that he was teaching at. Well, I mean, like it worked out for him by the sound. Well, yeah, well, it worked out for him. He did. But he was an English his teacher. <laughs> yeah. As a result, uh, maybe he'll get back into teaching while he's off. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, you don't need your, your leg for that. Yeah. I mean, if you're a gym... Well, I was going to say if you're a gym teacher, but my gym teachers never fucking moved. They just kind of sat there and and <laughs> told us to do stuff. Um, but, yeah... Six, uh, sorry. Go ahead. It has nothing to do with the gym teacher or John Cho. It's just it is a piece of important news. <laughs> okay, breaking news. <laughs> uh, we did talk about it being National Caps Lock Day, but... Uh-huh. Uh, it's also National Nut Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Is it? Okay. Is so it? I have a lot of questions about Nut. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What's everyone's favorite kind? Luigi. Uh, uh, <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> Can I just say that that Pokemon that's just like a, a nut like the metal kind with like an eye in the floating in the middle uh-huh. and like a metal body. It's just like the weakest, like, it's just like, it's not great. It's, no. bad. <laughs> it's really, it looks like a weird Pixar ass. Like it's just, they threw like four it, things together and we're like, that's a Pokemon now. Go, go get it out there. I mean, that was the one that was like originally designed for Pokemon go. Right. It's like the first. It is. Original. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's Game one Freak of, had a hand in that. I don't know if y'all saw that story. I think it was last week. That was basically like sometimes when they're designing Pokemon, they have the idea for the Pokemon first and then they type it. But other times the (laughs) the design team comes and they're like, "Uh, we're looking at the table 
and we need mm-hmm. a grass steel type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's the direction they get. Uh, and then they have to go from there. It feels like Rock Nut Mon, whatever it's called, is Meltan, I think, but Meltan. Yeah. Oh wait, what am I thinking of? There's another one that is just an eye inside of a rock, and it's blue and it's got an orange tip. Oh, oh, uh, Barrett. Uh, what? Blue wait, I'm rock. trying to think of this. Okay, I, wait. I can't blue search for and... Pokemon Nut. Wait, I really oh, do you can. mean? Oh, yeah, you mean the rock one? Um, Rock and Rolla. That's Rog is that not? Oh, like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remembered it's fully evolved, but not that. Yeah, Rock and Rolla yeah. is a worse Pokemon than Meltan. I'm just gonna put that out yeah. there right now. Rock and Rolla is just a hole. Yeah, it's. Uh, which one was that even in? Rock and Rolla. Rock and Rolla uh, is and Gen white, Five, black and white. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, so black, that was like literally the generation where I finally stopped playing Pokemon was like I didn't get into black and white or black and white 2. Oh. Yeah. Um, they were controversial at the time because you couldn't catch any old Pokemon until you fought, beat the Elite Four. Oh. Yeah. Um, which I kind of thought was cool because it was like yeah. forcing you to use these new ones. But huh. And everyone yeah, complained so hard that Game Freak overcompensated in the worst possible way. And now you can only catch old Pokemon. Uh, I'm going to say Pokedex entry from Black and White too. The hexagonal-shaped hole in it is its ear. It has a tendency to walk in the direction the sound is coming from. That big giant eyeball on Rog and Rolla is a huge ear. Oh. Oh. Huh. I don't know about about that. that. Mm -mm. Uh, Speaking of Pokemon, though, uh, they did announce two Pokemon designs that I think we can all get behind, which are the Gigantamax Pikachu and Gigantamax Meowth. Uh, oh God, for Sword and Shield. So Danielle, have you seen these? Oh, I have. Oh, Fantastic. I have indeed. Uh, do you, uh, that's a question, actually. How do you, are you a Pokemon person at all? Do you, do you play Oh, those? boy. All right. <laughs> I never played a Pokemon in my life until I was, like, 32. <laughs> wow, okay. Maybe 31, I forget. It was uh, Aqua Sapphire, and, like, my partner at the time, who was also Hell reviewing yeah. video games, got both of them. And was like, you can play this one, and I'll play this one, and we'll trade and stuff. And I became obsessed. I played, like, 200 hours of that game. And, like, wow. I got almost every one in that game, I think. It was close. I had, like, triples and quadruples of most of the kinds of Pokemon. And then I played a whole bunch of X, I think, is the okay. one that uh, she bought me after that. So, like, I played a whole bunch of those. And I played a bit of Sun and Moon. I think I played Moon. Uh, and I liked it a lot, and it was nice, uh, but nothing ever kind of came close to that first high. I've always kind of been chasing the dragon after that, you know, like, right. you know, like it, it was, it was Tracing amazing, that my first one. Yeah. Oh, God. Y'all... Anyway, thanks for listening to FanWith this week. Yeah, <laughs> Good. I'm so glad um, I was able to really those, bring up the those, level of discourse, you know? Those um, games rule because they give you a Latias slash Latias, and then the Latias slash Latias turns the the Mega Evolution, is an, it turns into an airplane. It's just a plane. The, and it's it was just, already kind of a plane, yeah. but it just turns full on into an airplane. All the way and plane. then they let you just fly around the entirety of Hoenn. Just Fantastic. like, they're like, oh yeah, there's birds and shit up here. I don't know. Anyway, also sometimes there's weird portals. Don't fly in those. Or do, there's Pokemon in them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, for me, it was like, I played, I mean, I was exactly the demographic age. I was like eight years old when Red and Blue came out. Played a ton of Red and Blue, Yellow, Gold, Silver, uh, Crystal. 
and then fell off for a while after that and didn't come back really until Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which are reviewed for Ars Technica. And for me, it was very much just like, hey, a Lowland executor. Hell yeah. A Lowland Grimer? He's a big rainbow muck? I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. <laughs> so, like, the idea of Gigantamax Pikachu and Gigantamax Meowth just being, like, like leaning as heavily into just looking stupid as hell is just <laughs> exactly what I want. That and, like, uh, 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 Galar region, like, coughing and wheezing and whatnot. Like, that stuff is... Yes, just hook that up directly into my veins. That's like the Dragon Ball Super of Pokemon, where it's like, yes, we know that the, our original demographic has aged up, so we're just going to, like acknowledge the ridiculousness of this stuff in a way that like speaks to an audience that like knows that it's ridiculous um and i love it i I really really just love it and i'm excited for sword and shield in a way that i didn't think i was going to be Um, uh i loved the fact that uh there's like an image i saw that was like a picture of uh galar wheezing and then i forget it was something some other pokemon that like looks very like sprightly like kind of sprite like and it was like in pokemon world that is not a fairy but this is (laughs) (laughs) that's very good uh the fairy types so i got out of uh, pokemon before fairy types even got introduced and like that has always seemed like kind of a strange thing to me because it or it's kind of a it's strange and also interesting that like they had to introduce like an entire species to that world's fiction because of balancing (laughs) Like that. Yeah. These dragons were OP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I get it. It's just very interesting. It's very weird. I, oh, yeah, I, Celebi. Celebi, Celebi is, yeah. That little psychic oh, nice. baby is not a fairy that type. Little psych, <laughs> that cursed psychic baby. Uh, Gyarados re- is a flying type. Flygon, that it has wings, uh-huh. is yeah. not a flying Fly type. Fly is in the name. Yeah, Fly is literally in its name. It does have levitate, though, so that's the next thing. Is it like Fly is gone? Like, it's ability to fly is gone, oh, so no. therefore it's oh. not a flying type. Shit! Wow, you cracked it. Danielle! Yep. The fucking Crack game detectives are back <laughs> on a new case. Um, I think there are more retroactively fairy Pokemon than there are new fairy Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. some sense. Because um, all the Clefairies and Jigglypuffs. Yeah, the, to- and, uh, the, Togati- the Togatis. The Togetics. And the Meryl. Togepi always seemed guys. like a weird thing to me as someone who watched the anime a lot as a kid. Because, like, they had Togepi. Togepi's that one of the egg, right? Yeah. And I it was like, as a kid, I was just like, oh, I know what's going to happen. This is a Magikarp situation. I know. St- I understand story structure. At some <laughs> yeah. point, uh-huh. this thing's going to evolve into the biggest fucking just like rip up the town son of a bitch you've ever seen. And it just no. never happened. It's just like, nope. no, it's it's the no, horror. It's, a... it's just like the cutie thing that they wanted. It, uh, it in evolves. the games, yeah, it turns into like a weird dinosaur. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. it turns into an airplane. <laughs> then it turns into another airplane, yeah, which is incredibly irritating to fight. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but Togepi. it's a cool yeah. looking airplane, though. It is. Togetic. It's like a little chunky little airplane. Uh, it's called a Togekiss. Togekiss. Fully oh, evolved. Togekiss. Form. Right, 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 right. Interesting. Okay. Uh, last thing on this list of, uh, of news we have is that Riot, Game, Riot Games announced literally every form of media you possibly could <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. They got a fighting game. They got a shoot game. They got a Diablo. They got... That's An it. Anime. That was it. An yep. anime. They and got a documentary on the Netflix. Which just came up today, I think. Or no, yesterday. Um, um, yeah. The, the Counter-Strike Overwatch looks okay. 
that's the weird one to me because I was just yeah. like when I heard oh they're making a shooter oh like they've there's guns in the uh, League of Legends universe they're gonna make some kind of like StarCraft Ghost type situation but no it just looks like fucking like. I don't know whatever, whatever random like Eastern European shooter that it like mm-hmm. got released on Steam this week. It just looks like that. <laughs> like it's yeah. just, it's so strange to me. It looks like Fear the Wolves or some shit. Like it yeah. would be. Uh, I don't know. I that. I guess good on him for like spreading out a little bit. Like yeah, you know? the the shooter is the. I think they said the shooter is the furthest thing that away. Like it is the least done out of all the things that they showed off. Okay. Um, the fighting game just looks like Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue. Okay. What's it? Hey, people like those um, games, right? People like those games. Um, I don't know. It is so strange to me that the two biggest, two of the three biggest games in the world, Fortnite or no League and Dota, mean literally nothing to me. Really? <laughs> and like, I, they just, I just, I, I can't. Like, I just don't have the capa- I don't have the room in my heart, I guess, to like yeah. understand those. Um, I mean, there was a window, right? Like they were, the they were a fad. They were like a video game trend, but the the video game trend of like eight years ago, and like yeah. like we have moved, we we are we went from that to hero shooters to battle royale shooters, and now we're waiting for the next thing, right? Like so, like if you're not on the uh, MOBA bandwagon, like you're not getting on now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Merritt and Danielle. Do either of you guys? know anything at all about league or anything like that oh not really i i stayed no, away from but... that you know i saw what it did to my friends and <laughs> i uh, uh i took it as a after school special and i, I never uh, <laughs> went near it you know that's dare, like, oh, dare is very strong <laughs> yeah god gare um <laughs> And uh, uh, I uh, played a lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, as we, uh, we, when we were comparing um, Steam hour counts against one another recently, uh, I, I did reveal that I've played a lot of Dota 2, of, uh, not, de- I was going to say of Defense of the Ancients 2, but legally that is not what it's called. <laughs> um, I, I have, Blizzard will come. Yeah, they will find me. Uh, and you know what, they're, they're fucking knives out at the moment. Blizzard is not, uh, taking any prisoners at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, I played a lot of Dota 2 and that was always my go-to one, like Dota 2 is... For me, for me, it's like League people are people who were like, if you wanted, if you cared about like characters and lore and the world and like colorful like things and and stuff like that, you played League. And if you cared about math, you played Dota Two. If, <laughs> if you wanted to like get your MOBA tech down, you know, we had we had a strategy that me and a couple of my friends put together once called um, Techies Delivery Service, um, which was there's a character in Dota that, um, that called Lifestealer that can, like, inject himself into an ally and then explode out of the ally and do damage in a radius around him. Uh, he can also get an ability where he eats somebody uh, at the same time. So, oh. oh, he's Kirby. Yeah, he's Kirby for, for your ally. So we then there's another character called Techies who has an attack called, it's not a great name, called Suicide Squad Attack. Oh, wow. Um that I think they may have changed the name up eventually, but basically techies can blow themselves up. They're three little goblin goofy goofball guys. They can blow themselves up and to do ma- major damage to the enemy, and they respawn like twice as fast as normal. What we would do is have Life Stealer eat techies, put hit them inside of his body. Then he would jump into another 
unit called Spirit Breaker who can just, if he sees anyone on the map, he can just click on them and he will just instantly charge over all terrain um, from across the map at like sonic speed to smash into them and stun them. So what we would do is we would stack three different <laughs> heroes on top of each other uh, and have them run across the map one would explode out of the other one, and then a third one would explode out of them, and it was just like an instant kill on anybody. And it was a terrible strategy because you, were, <laughs> you only have five units on each team, so like we were dedicating three fifths of our lineup to this dumb thing that just like only killed one person at a time. It was very, very bad, but it was funny, and it was a thing that Dota allowed you to do because Dota just does not give a fuck about rules or anything. It has like a lot of rules. But, like, it doesn't give a shit if you just, like, bend them to your heart's content. Like, another thing we used to do is, like, there's a character that can levitate people up and move them, like, five inches on the screen. But it's just enough if you stand in the right spot to levitate people up onto this, like, one little plateau that you cannot walk off of. <laughs> and there's no way to escape from it. So we would wait for people to, like, we would just stand there. Again, terrible strategy because we're spending most of the match just sitting in place, waiting for somebody to just happen to walk past this one spot, and then very quickly click on them, drag them up on top of this cliff, and walk away. And then they just couldn't do anything for the rest of the match, because they could move. Uh, but yeah, League of Legends. Uh, that's a different game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all very entertaining. Like, I I love hearing stuff like that as someone who likes doing those kinds of things in games. It's good. It's, it's you know, griefing, you know, if done correctly, can be kind of funny. Um... You know what uh, What we would call you if you were a magic player? What? Uh, you'd be a Johnny. A Johnny? Johnny yeah. magic? Yeah, because there are three types of magic players. Okay. There's Timmy's, the Johnny's, the and Spike's. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Timmy's, just like making big monsters show up. Okay. Uh uh, spikes are like tournament grinders who just like optimize for everything and Johnny's or Jenny's I guess is like the the other one mm. is just like you just build the just like dumbest combo deck <laughs> and you just have to you don't want to win like using a, a deck list you want to win in just like the weirdest possible way you can <laughs> nice I see yeah if I have not played Magic the Gathering since I was a kid but if I was playing it today that is absolutely what I would be doing it's very fun to play it that way. You mean you lose a lot, but like when you go off, you just like really go off. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, we've been going pro for much longer than we usually do. Uh, <laughs> it's been two and a half hours of this. Uh, well, you, don't, you guys don't do five star run times over here? Is that not yeah, not, not, not yet? Not right. yet. We All will. Right. We're, we're going to break into it. Yeah, uh-huh. That's just it. We're, we're, a, we're a small. We punch above our weight class, you know? So we're like, yeah. we're a four-star, but we're like a happy, we're happy with our place in life, four-star. Yeah. Uh, like four-star runtime. Uh, also, I think my uh, my audition is like going to um, implode soon if I don't stop recording off of it. So, Fair. Uh, <clears throat> but Danielle. Yo. Thank you so much. Oh my God. For... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for for being here. I'm really. I should. I should say this. I should say it briefly. I'm really, really excited to be here. I'm like yeah. very, very, very happy for the opportunity and to have fun with you all and do fun things and uh, you know, make uh, make cool things. So yes, absolutely. Thanks for yeah. having me. Uh, I'm, makes me like 
incredibly genuinely happy to hear you say that and like to hear that uh, you're enjoying uh, working with us and also it's just great to have you here and to be able to work with you again honestly hell yeah thank you Merritt how you doing yes (laughs) (laughs) well hell yeah let's break into this podcast what you been playing Merritt yeah (laughs) you got another one for me (laughs) Like, you know what, uh, Danielle gave me some uh, some anxiety here, uh, talking about uh, comparing us to uh, her former job, so, like, now I feel like we got something to prove. Uh, no! <laughs> no, uh, Mara, thank you so much for being on the, another episode with us. Oh, you don't have to thank me. Oh, okay, well, then never mind. It's my job. Nikki. Uh, <laughs> we're just gonna skip right now. Oh, that's fine, I'll just delete that entire part of the podcast. Yes. I do have to be thanked it's in my writer. Yes, so. that, right, we, right. we have established that you have, like, just a, yeah, what else is just in a that? brutal writer. Um, I do need only the green peanut M&Ms. Oh, um, damn. And then the the blue Skittles. And I oh. see, I hear what you're asking. There are no blue Skittles. They exist. Only in Europe, though. <laughs> <laughs> so they do need to be sourced. Yeah, we do need uh-huh. to, like, helicopter them in. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you everybody for uh, for being on another episode. Yeah. It's been it, this was honestly the I think the best episode we've done in a little bit. Uh, very much enjoyed it. I'm very excited to have everybody back again next week and to see what we get up to in the coming weeks and months. Now that uh, Danielle gets settled in, we yeah. <laughs> hopefully move out of um, just nonstop release season and to, into actually just playing games that we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, um, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Game of the Year stuff coming up pretty soon. Outer Worlds review on the website right now. There's going to be a bunch of other stuff. Lots of Destiny stuff going up. Uh, Danielle, you've got some very exciting stuff uh, planned for uh, Fan Fight. Yes, for people who beat each other uh, (laughs) consensually into a pulp. (laughs) The other thing that I love. Yeah, that's that's actually our Danielle, you can't tell. That's still under wraps. Uh, The the whole consensual beating thing is a third vertical of uh, We are starting a fight club, yeah. (laughs) We are starting an an underground fight club. Mm -hmm. Oh, perfect. Okay, great. That sounds great to me. I would would love that. It's called I Want to Destroy Something Biteful. Uh, cool. I have to oh, leave. It's it. It's that's. It's over now. I'm Mary Kay on Twitter, and I gotta go. Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, Mary. Goodbye, everybody. I'm Steven Strum on Twitter. S T E V E N S T R O M. Nikki, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Godzilla. G O D S E W A. Fantastic. Danielle, where can people find you? I'm at Danielle R I. Beautiful. Danielle, do you know what we say? What we tell them at the end of this podcast? Oh God, I've been listening to it, but wait. <laughs> And uh, it makes perfect sense if you didn't make it to the end. <laughs> we don't talk no, about anything. I've, I have listened to the end, but like yeah. there was like a, uh, I don't know. That's what fine. What do you guys say? We can we can uh, just like ease you in this week, uh, but okay. I do want to lean on your close it out uh, podcast skills that you've mm-hmm. developed over the last several years because okay, uh, okay. you know it's definitely so wait, a resource we, we want to leverage. Type it type it into the Discord so oh. Danielle can see. Yeah, it. there we go. I can see yeah, it. And yeah, then... yeah. Oh, go. of course. Thanks for the knowledge. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Yay.